Welcome once again to Won't Stay Dead, um, the podcast that covers the world of cult and horror films. Apologies to anyone tuning in this week to uh, who thought they were going to hear us talk about the devils. Um, we were kind of initially intending to do uh, Halloween and the devils in time to have both out in Halloween, but um, various things got in the way, such as like the going to San Francisco, which is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and various other stuff. So anyway, so uh, we're doing a Halloween, and hopefully this this will be out with any luck on the thirty first. Um, so yeah, I think I'll uh, introduce the panel. So um, sitting beside me is Mr. David Hanna. Hello, and Mr. Paul Doran. Hello, and we're on uh, Um So yeah, this uh, week we are looking at. Um, John Carpenter's 1978 slasher classic Halloween, um, for obvious reasons, um, and it's been, kind of been a while since I since I had seen it, and it kind of reinvigorated uh, a kind of childhood love, I suppose that that I have for it. First saw it when I was probably about ten or eleven at my uncle Michael's house. What about you guys? Did you guys enjoy watching Halloween again? Yeah, I did. Uh, I I always thought it wasn't one of my favorite horrors at all by any means, because um, I think. I think I got sick of it. I watched it so many times when I was younger that I just couldn't bear watching it again for a long, long time. And the remake was terrible, and uh, or maybe not terrible, but it was it wasn't very good anyway. Um, <clears throat> but actually, yeah, I was quite quite nicely uh, reacquainted with it. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, I, I don't think I'd ever sat down and watched it in its you know entirety before. I think like when I was younger, maybe saw bits and pieces of it. So it's the first time I sat down and watched it completely. But it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a strange film. I I think it maybe would be a bit scarier when you're younger. Mm. But now it's it's not so much, and it's sort <clears> of it's a bit ridiculous at times. I know it's kind of supposed to be, but uh, it looks nice in places, and the sounds amazing, and the music's all great and everything. But uh, some of the plot, like I'm just, I wasn't too happy with. Okay. Um, but that was my sort of like, I didn't like, you know, I didn't not enjoy it, you know. But I don't know. Well, sure, we'll save the rest for later. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. If we've got a bit of a mixed response to it, anyway. Um, I suppose. Um, unless there's anything else to do, we'll start. We'll we'll do the beers. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Paul, do you want to go? Okay. <laughs> So, uh, I'm drinking, at the minute, uh, in my hand I have a Dead Pony Club, actually I should just call it Dead Pony Ale now, Pale Ale, because uh, it's dead in the title. <laughs> and uh, Lots of dead people in Halloween yeah. again. In the remake there's like a, a horse, but it's not a pony, but mm. anyway it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I also have, uh, from uh, Flying Dog, some Belgian style uh, Raging Bitch IPA. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think I had, might have had a couple of, uh, maybe when we were doing Slaughterhouse 5 um, a couple of weeks ago. But um, <clears throat> the, there's a dog gets 
gets uh, or two dogs get oh, killed yeah. Yeah. in the movie. Um, is that a bureau? Is pretty raging. <laughs> What's that? Is that a bureau that you're pulling this from? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul's got his beers stored in an old, old-fashioned writing desk. Yeah, well, or... actually, mostly it's writing material in the writing desk, but there are some beers there as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, then... I actually bought... <laughs> but, uh, and I'm sure you guys have got these as well. I actually bought an Augustiner... Um, uh, Beer Lager Beer Beer Hell upstairs, uh, which I forgot to bring up upstairs with me here, but it's in the fridge. And I have two beers from Trouble Brewing, which I think Ian and Dee possibly both also have. I uh, didn't. Are they uh, local or Dublin? Dublin? Yeah. Or maybe kind of Kildare? Or like, are, are they actually Dublin? Um, they are Kildare. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get near there because there was two annoying people that just <laughs> kept standing in front of that section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a, an American guy uh, getting a rundown of every beer in the shop when I was there trying to get these, but uh, and reached in and grabbed the first two I could see, which were Dark Arts Porter. I think I had um, that before, actually. Yeah, I, I've never tried it, actually. I, I don't think. Um, and Pumpkin Brew, mm. which has a nice fancy jack-o'-lantern on the front. Brilliant. Uh, so I thought they were both very Halloween-y and... Trouble is brewing in Haddonfield, Illinois. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what, what that's about. Is that you, Crazy P? And that's yeah, that's me. The August dinner, I couldn't, I couldn't tie that in. So, oh hell, yeah, Lager Bill here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even those. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Will I go for it? Uh, yeah. So I've got my bag of tricks here. Uh, is the August dinner? So that that must be like a monks. Yeah, it's, it's like a 13th century uh, beer hall in Munich, and the first time we stayed in Munich, we were we rocked up to our hostel, and uh, they said, oh, your, your bed's not going to be ready for three hours, but uh, we'd been up since like 2 a.m., and they said, well, why don't you try the beer hall across the street, and it was absolutely amazing, um, really cheap, <coughs> really amazing, like, Bavarian food, and uh, it's like the oldest beer hall in Munich, and uh went back a lot of times since, so... Cool. Great. It's and they don't export it at all, so there's mm. some guy bought up a load and smuggled them here. So <laughs> nice. Apparently, cool. so yeah, they're great. Because I was going to say that the, there's a potential link for the Augustiner if it's kind of religiously, if, if it's brewed by monks. Yeah. Because monks' favorite person is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ was a carpenter. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> do, you know, so do you know? I was trying to think. I was trying to think uh, last night when I was watching the film. I was trying to think of uh, beers that might have Jesus in the title for that exact same reason. Wow. <laughs> so, but right? yeah, but uh, I couldn't think of any. Yeah, no. Jesus mm. wiser. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus wiser. <laughs> Jesus brown. <laughs> I go for it. I got fade. I got fade to black. It's a weird beard. Uh, well, it's a black IPA. Oh yeah, I I tried that. because of the start Good. of the film. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Cool. Um, ah. Cool. See, the rest are not imaginative all, at all. Um, I just went for California beers. <laughs> I think it was filmed in California. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't Pas- remember. Pasadena was it Pasadena? But uh, Sierra Nevada is from <coughs> California. Uh, South Pasadena, actually. I don't know. How to, is that? Well, I suppose it sounds like killer, killer of us. Yeah, yeah killer. Yeah. Of us. <laughs> and nice I got another Sierra Nevada. I basically just wanted to get Sierra Nevada. Um, and I went for the Liberty Eels as well, because well, they're from San Francisco, but, which is in California, which I've just been to. Which, Yay. <laughs> Yay! And they're pretty nice. Um, yeah, another Anchor Steam beer. Which, yeah, Anchor Steam were good. Yeah. So you rinse in the California? I think that's it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just uh, 
I just wanted to drink those again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all are absolutely delicious. Yeah. The Sierra Nevada yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I think it's my favourite at the minute. Well, <laughs> what have I got? <laughs> um, I've got the uh, Trouble Brewing uh, Pumpkin Brew, uh, which Paul also has. Um, it's uh, made with a bit of pumpkin spice, ginger and cinnamon kick, actually. Hmm, that should be interesting. Should be pretty Halloween-y. Have you tried that before, Paul? No, no. no. I hadn't actually never seen it before. Yeah, no, I'd, yeah. I'd seen it because um, I, I knew I would be able to get it there. Um, I'd never seen it. I was relying on it being there. Um, and I got uh, Jupiler because it is a kind of Belgian Flemish beer and it's served all over in Amsterdam. And that kind of Flemish um, and the Dutch kind of share a common language, I suppose. Although those Flemish and Dutch people probably disagree. But the reason they got that is because Linda's second name is Van der Klok, which is like a Dutch Flemish name. So I thought, well, yeah, I'll get, I'll get away with that. Uh, Budweiser, just good old Bud, because that's what Linda and Bob are drinking oh, in, yeah. in the yeah. car when they pull up. I was actually going to buy a Bud Bar for that because I couldn't. I didn't really want to drink a Budweiser. Yeah, I know. I know I'm taking one for the team tonight. Drinking. I haven't drank Budweiser in a long time. I know. Yeah, it always is, is it, good on, t- on TV. Is it really as horrible as I remember? I remember it pretty. It's just re- pretty it's, ricey, like it's really ricey. That's the that? thing. It's really ricey. Um, your teeth, like. Yeah, quite sweet. Um, oh. And the classic uh, Sam Adams uh, Oktoberfest, um, which is obviously from Boston, so can't really think of any way of linking Boston to Halloween, but Oktoberfest, October, and it's kind of got a nice orange autumnal um, label, even though uh, Halloween was filmed in the spring mm-hmm. uh, in okay. California. <laughs> I think that's the same as this Sierra Nevada one. It's like a special edition for Oktoberfest or something yeah, cool. like Keller cool. Vice or something yeah nice cool so yeah I'm gonna crack open one of these beers lads here Paul should we try the uh, pumpkin brew yeah I've actually uh, I've got a, a dead pony open but I think I will uh, go for it okay um, and while we drink our beers uh, I've got a, uh, a little kind of Halloween crip quiz um, for Paul and Dave if you guys want to you know, cool. have a kind of Halloween face yeah, off. Absolutely. Halloween the movie, not not the um, mask off. Not the uh, <laughs> nice. Not the uh, holiday. Huh? Yeah, holiday. <laughs> oh, actually, I, when you told me about it earlier, I, I actually thought it was about the holiday. I just revised some facts about that. I, I haven't <laughs> done any revision. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell us the the, the nice. Uh, no, I, did, I didn't really revise no. any. I <laughs> intended in revising some facts about the, the tradition of Halloween, but I know some, but uh, probably not enough to get me through. Oh. That's something interesting, like Halloween was invented by angry Jews. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, well, I, I, no, that, that is, that is, I can verify that is absolutely true. Hmm. <laughs> it's nice, yeah, because it's not too gingery. Mm. It is nice. Mm. This is the pumpkin brew from Trouble Brew. Yeah, nice yeah. week Kildare brewery. Yeah, very good. Okay, so this is, this is kind of in the same format as the video nasty quiz from the Cabal uh, Holocaust episode. So there are, there's like two two questions for each question, so you'll just be, you know, like against each other, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so we're going to have to remember the scores here. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I think I'll just do, do pick, pick someone to go first, and then I'll just, you know, yeah. alternate rather than, you know. Buzzing, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Sure. So, I don't know, we'll just make... 
Right, we'll make the ego first. Okay? Go. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, question 1AD. And I, I've kind of started started it quite easy, just to kind of warm you up. Okay. <laughs> what, what song is playing when Annie picks Laurie up in the car? Is it not Don't Fear the Reaper? No, is, is it? Yeah. Is, yeah. There's another song that was in there. I didn't recognise it, though. Is, like whenever, she, whenever she initially picks her up, and first show, shows you the joint they're playing so, and I thought you might know it Paul because it's kind of like a rockabilly song it's like the the words are just like dop shoe up which must be uh, must be like t- you know ten a penny kind of yeah. songs in the 50s that contained the words dop shoe up I, I don't even remember it um, it sounds really like a big bopper tune yeah uh, no I can't remember I'll have to, I'll have to watch it again yeah. but uh, I no I, all I remember is Don't Feel the Reaper cool uh, okay obviously because it's the other one probably is like a uh, Probably is something kind of murderous as well, like. But. Hmm. Okay, so Paul, you've got one B. Okay, uh, the shape's mask was made by spray painting the ma- like another mask likeness of a famous actor. Who was it? William Shatner. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> so one all as we go into question two. Apparently, he said he was honoured. Yeah. Was, uh... <laughs> yeah. You would be. Like, like when, when you actually look at the mask, it's kind of hard to see how how that was once William Shatner because it doesn't yeah. look like William Shatner no. at all. Doesn't. <laughs> um, slightly harder now. The two A. What is the name of the strip club on the Matchbooks Loomis sees in the car at the beginning of the film? The name of the strip club. No idea. I know. Rabbit is red. Rabbit in red. Rabbit in red. <laughs> it's red. Stupid. I'm not going to get any of these other questions. So should Paul get a point for that? Did you steal these point there? I don't know. <laughs> well, D, or sorry, Paul, see if you can get this. Um, okay. 2B, what is the name of Laurie's crush? Uh, ben... Uh, ben... Oh, you're almost there. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, like ben Topple or something? Ben Toppen? No, I'm gonna have to say no. No. Ben Tramer. Tramer. Oh, Tramer. Ben Tramer. I wouldn't have even got Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I read it read it earlier somewhere. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's the scene in Halloween Two. Do you remember? Um, whenever they they see someone dressed exactly like Michael Myers, and they r- run him down, and he ends up like burning to death. Yeah. And they realize it's not Michael Myers. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Ben Tramer. Oh, really? Yeah, does a week a week ah. kind of tie in. Mm. That's the character Ben Trimmer because apparently there was a Ben Trimmer in real life who it was John Carpenter's uh, college roommate or something. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's not not him. It's not the real guy. It's, uh, Michael Myers was some his mate or something. Yeah, that was, like, well, the, was he like the producer? One of the producers on Assault and Precinct Thirteen, I think. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or a distributor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and I think there's like a few other. Mm-hmm. Characters have yeah. names. Loomis, um, yeah, um, was the name somebody in Psycho. Somebody yes, Sam Loomis is Marion Crean's uh, boyfriend, right? In Psycho, yeah. And Marion Crean was played by Janet Leigh, who's, who's Jimmy Lee's yeah. mum. Mm. <sighs> we'll just give away one of the answers to <laughs> to a question coming up. Oh. So, depending on whether or not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Three A. This is a. Uh, you have to pick the uh, uh, right answer out of four choices. Okay, D. Well, I hope I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these is not the name of one of Tommy's comic books? Okay. Neutron Man, Atomic Man, Laser Man, Tarantula Man. Uh, 
Is it Tarantula Man? <laughs> no, it's Atomic Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so still one all. Paul, 3B. Which of these classic horror actors is not reported to have been considered for the part of Sam Lemus? Okay. Peter O'Toole, Peter Cushing, Lon Chaney Jr. and Christopher Lee. Chaney Jr.? You are correct. Chaney Jr. died in 1974. Hey. So it couldn't have been him. See? Because <laughs> he would have been dead. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's 2-1 uh, to Paul. <clears throat> okay, D. Uh, Morgan Strode is the name of Laurie's father. What is his job? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know the other one's the policeman. Uh, uh, I, don't I, I don't know. He's a realtor. Oh, okay. Because that's why Laurie has to go and drop off the keys to the, at the Myers house, remember, on the, oh, on the way okay. to school in the morning. So I watched it during the week, so it hasn't really... I've, I've forgotten most of <laughs> <laughs> well, the details. <laughs> <I mean. clears throat> okay. Uh, Paul, uh, 4B. Annie's, da- Annie's dad is the sheriff. What is his first name? Or what is his name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bob. <laughs> don't know. Lee Brackett? Sheriff Brackett? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Pretty shoddy here, lads. <laughs> <laughs> right, so 2 1. Uh, to Paul still. Okay, 5A. Uh, D. Uh, Tommy and Lindsay are watching The Thing from Another World on TV. Who directed it? The original one? Mm-hmm. I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hard talks? Yeah. Nice and greasy pee. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. So it's 3-1. It's 3-1 to greasy pee. And 5B. Paul, what is the other film they're watching? They watch two films. Ah, uh, uh, crap. Um, Doctor... Doctor Neutrino or something? Is that it? No, it's Forbidden Planet. Ah, uh, crap. Yeah. Imagine like Doctor Neutrino or something, or Doctor something in the in the car. But oh yeah, what is it? Annie says she says, "Oh, I'm gonna subject Lindsay to six hours of horror films." Yeah, oh, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, something yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, six A. D. What is the name of the Wallace's dog? Lindsay Wallace. You know the dog that's barking when Annie's on the phone. Can't remember at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lester. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 6B, Paul, what is the name of Annie's boyfriend? It's Bob. No. Is it not Bob? <laughs> no, it's Paul. Paul, of course it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So what is it? Is it, is it 3-1 to you or is it 4-1? 3-1. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll be able to <clears throat> get a one at least one or, one or two points back here, Dave. <laughs> J- Jamie Lee Curtis's mum was also a famous screen queen. Can you name... Can you name her and also the classic horror film in which she appeared? Can't name her. We can name Psycho. Um, I don't. I don't know her name. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's three two to Paul. It was in Psycho, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Janet Lee. Oh, name. Okay. And seven B Paul. Uh, you've won anyway. But see if you can absolutely rinse it. Uh, Nancy Loomis or uh, Kai's is her real name. Um, who plays Annie? Uh, appeared in two other John Carpenter films. Uh, can you name them? Uh, <clears throat> I can name one. I think anyway. But uh, Halloween two. Is that John Carpenter? Yeah. No. Uh, Wait. No, I'm thinking of someone else. 
<laughs> I'm thinking of a family member. That's <laughs> um, and I don't know. Uh, it's probably not Assault in Precinct 13. It is. Is it? That's, yes. that's what I was going to say. With, which one is she again? Um, Curly hair girl. Yeah, she she's probably quite, probably quite young in Assault in Precinct 13 as well since I saw but I think she's... Uh, is she the wee girl? Yeah, I think she's kind no, of... No, 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 not the wee girl to get shot at the start, no. Oh. Yeah. Stabbed the start. She's yeah. the one... Oh, yeah. Is she yeah. the woman that gets... That she's, goes into, like, shock? Her friend who is smoking a joint with her and, oh, okay. uh, in the car. Oh, okay. And she's in the fog. Oh, man, who is she in... Like, is, who's smoking a joint in it? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know Annie and oh, in oh, you mean in Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Annie Annie and Rory. Rory. What did she do? Sorry, in Salt on. I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. Really? I, like I, I, can, I can't remember her character in Salt Salt Piece in Thirteen. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't like her character does. Years since I've seen that. Oh, sorry. The girl gets shot at the beginning of Salt Precinct. Precinct Thirteen. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I think sister in Halloween. <laughs> right. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and in the fog, she is like um, Janet Lee's character is like PA, I think. Yeah. Um, the, there, there was a tiebreaker question just in case we needed it. So if you, if you, if you guys want to go for it, to see, yeah, him, see, see who wins, or because it's three two now. Yeah. So we'll see who gets this. Yeah. Is That's good. That's a puzzle. tiebreaker. Um. I thought you, did you not get the salt? Oh no, you did. No, oh, yes, it was four two. Oh okay. Right. Yeah. And was it not? Oh, was it? Oh, I think so. <laughs> um, what is the name of the sanatorium in which Michael Myers is uh, held? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I don't know. I, I, I think I read this earlier. It's is it like uh, named after a town that was like a couple of kilometers away from John Carpenter when he was growing up, like Broomhill or something. Uh, Smith's Grove. Smith's Grove. Yeah, Smith's Grove is a city in Kentucky. Um, in which uh, kind of John Carpenter I think either grew up in or grew up nearby because hmm. um, he's kind of named and I think loads of street names yeah, yeah, yeah. in in Haddonfield are named after and um, uh, it's near the I think maybe Carpenter grew up in the Bowling in this place called Bowling Green and that's why at the end of the film it says music by the Bowling Green Philharmonic Orchestra oh, yeah. but it was just like John Carpenter and his mate yeah I think it was his life. wife I think the was it not just him and his wife sitting down and like Do you mean Deborah Hill? Like yeah. his girlfriend at the time? Or his um, girlfriend. Um, I thought it was just them. It might have been the Those two uh, uh, over like the course of two nights or something. Yeah, I think it was something like that. It was, it was very quick. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, huh? well um, uh, yeah, uh, Nancy Loomis, you, you kind of said she might have been in Halloween 2. I think she might actually have a credit for Halloween 3. Oh, right. Okay. Because whenever they're, the kids are watching, remember the kids are watching the first Halloween in Halloween yeah. 3? I think she's like on screen in that. Uh, I think right, she technically okay. has a credit yeah. for Halloween 3. So. Yeah. What age was she whenever they filmed Halloween? Because they don't look like teenagers at all. No, I think, uh, I read that Jamie Lee Curtis was the only one who was a teenager. Uh, and even then, she doesn't look like one. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the art of them all, she, I think she looks most like a teenager, mm-hmm. isn't she? She looks quite kind of geeky. I just think, I think she's always looked the same age. She has always sort of looked the same age. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> when she <laughs> um, speaks, she sort of speaks a bit like a, a teenager, but the other think so? girls... Yeah, when she's speaking to the um, the girl she's babysitting, or the kid she's babysitting. The boy, Tommy? Tommy, yeah, not the girl, the, the boy. Um, she, yeah, I think she sort of speaks like... Yeah, when she's trying to explain to with a boogeyman. Yeah, I don't know if it's put on or if that's the way she sure naturally spoke. But, uh, yeah. I think she just has permanently sounded like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what you mean. 
his voice is quite deep or something yeah. I think maybe I yeah maybe that's it I don't know but maybe it's just because I grew up with her as an older woman so yeah, you know, yeah. TV, so. I know a fish called Wanda yeah or what do you call that Arnie film Two Lies Two Lies as well the classic <laughs> strip, strip tease scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> trading places as well um, oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, we kind of already have moved on to the main feature, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll take a break so um, we can kind of, you know, get some more beers in the go and come back after this. Don't you know what happens at Halloween? Yeah, we get candy. He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. You can't kill the boogeyman. 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 You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Okay, yeah, so uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, credited as kind of one of the first slasher films, and a film that I actually can't remember the first time I saw Halloween. It's kind of one of those films that just seems to have always been about. I, mean, I think it was at my Uncle Michael's house, so the first time I ever saw like The Thing and all kind of lots of other John Carpenter films. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe when I was when I was a kid, um, I think it maybe kind of did slightly bore me a bit. I don't know why, I just remember it kind of always just thinking it was like one of those horror films you had to have seen, but um, not necessarily, you know, an absolute rinse-out classic. You know, I think I, I always preferred The Thing, definitely, uh, and then as I got older I was more into kind of zombie films, and I think I kind of lost interest in slasher films for a while. Um, but then kind of in recent years, uh, I've started to enjoy slasher films a lot more than I used to, and... I kind of come back to Halloween and kind of revisited it and re-enjoyed it and um, last year I got the uh, 30th, 35th anniversary Blu-ray edition which uh, I didn't actually get to watch last year and then watched it this year this week and uh, I thought it was class and it, it really um, really stands out well uh, and yeah it, it looks really cool there, there's actually a scene um, it's at the very start when Linda, Linda and Laurie and uh, Annie are walking you know home from school and then Lindo goes off and it's just Annie and uh, Laurie are walking along and the the sunlight in Annie's face, I'd never actually noticed this before in the kind of the grainy video or the old DVD, but in the Blu-ray you can really see it's that kind of evening sunlight and it actually does look autumnal even though they filmed it in April. Um, so I think, yeah, it's one of those films that obviously that kind of does um, benefit from Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? Can you remember the first time you saw Halloween? And I remember the first time I saw Michael Myers. Um 
and it must have been from I don't know, it must have been from one of the later ones. Uh, but um, <clears throat> is there is there one where he pops out one of the sequels where he pops out from under someone's bed? Um, Part five, maybe. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I I think I've since seen the movie that it happened, but um, there was like some must I don't know there must have been some like political uh, argument where somebody called somebody else referred to somebody else as a boogeyman and uh, like Newsnight or somewhere something like that. Uh, had a clip of where we're talking about how somebody calls somebody a boogeyman and a clip of a boogeyman and said uh, somebody has been accused of being a boogeyman and it showed uh, Michael Myers grabbing like, some kid from underneath the bed um, and uh, it scared the absolute shit out of me I was uh, <laughs> like I don't know it must be like eight uh, maybe younger and, well, was this uh, one of these kind of you know kind of Post Jamie Bulger Child's Play three type things. Maybe it was somebody kind of tendency linking va- yeah, violence it was like, to horror films. No, it, I don't even think it was doing that. I think it was just like talking about the term boogeyman, and then they oh. they had a visual used as a visual aid, like Michael mm. Myers grabbed, <laughs> <laughs> and it was out, out of nowhere, and I fucking shit myself. <laughs> um, and I couldn't couldn't sleep for nights because it, it was uh, it looked so scary, like, but. Um, then I remember actually seeing Halloween maybe like two years later in my cousin's house on Halloween and uh, we were have, we were still all pretty young and we were like running around you know really hyped up like drinking loads of coke and eating loads of sweets and you know shooting fireworks at each other and stuff and then uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Halloween was on and I remember sitting down because I was kind of exhausted and watching it but still being really hyperactive so I never really absorbed too much of it but yeah. then I wasn't that scared because it was still so Geed up by then, but um, yeah, I uh, sort of liked it that time, and then watched it again a few years later, and again, and again, and again. But um, yeah, the the effects sort of wore off for the repeated viewings. Well, like, <laughs> how, how 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 did you watch it this week? Did you manage to get watched on DVD or? Uh, I streamed it. I watched it last night, and it was pretty pretty high high definition. It was, it was good, um, and I was kind of really tired, a really busy week, and. Uh, we had like new blinds put up and they were making like weird noises and stuff <laughs> and uh got a windy night last night and there's a tree tapping the window and stuff and class bush outside so it was kind of scary actually <laughs> yeah, maybe it was made for a jumpier experience so did you enjoy the film Having come yeah back i did yeah yeah i did um i enjoyed um enjoyed it more than i thought it would i was, I was kind of putting it off because it was like oh, it's just halloween again like it's not <laughs> it's not really that scary but uh, no i'm glad it was Good fun. So I watched a couple of a couple of other movies during the week. Watched uh, an old Hammer Dracula from '58, and what, it was it was great. It, it was on the BBC iPlayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And watched Squirm as well, which is um, what's Squirm? I don't weird. think I've heard of it. Picked it up. It was uh, one of those Arrow um, reissues. Um, picked up. On, what's Squirm again? It's like these. Uh, like a creature feature type. Thing? Yeah, these like killer worms um, <laughs> are like driven ab- above the earth by. Um, by like an electrical pylon that like is lands in a puddle and um, lands in a swamp and they're not mutated worms they're just so many of them that like earthworms yeah but they're like bitey versions of earthworms oh. <laughs> so they there's so many of them that they like eat people whole and stuff cool and it should, should be kind of shit but it was kind of good so I've sort of been in a horror mood um, watching mm. those past few nights and uh, mm. BBC are showing some old like old uh 
80s, 70s, 80s sort of horrors as well. So caught a few of those. Really? Well, like what like, is um, I haven't not seen any of that. Confessions of a sheet or uh, what is it? Lives. Window cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lives and loves of a sheet one, which I started watching and I sort of fell asleep. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some. It's been definitely been in a horror mood. I'll have to have a look. In. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Do you, so like, what's your kind of relationship with? Halloween and not really one at all I, I sort of like I think I've seen bits and pieces of it when I was a kid when it was on TV but I don't think I ever as I said earlier sat down to watch it all so this is the first time I did and I don't know it kind of felt like I had like at times it felt like I was committing to something because <laughs> I could have easily got up and turned it off it was like um, I think it's just because I'm so used to other horror films and it's not as psychologically kind of challenging if that makes any mm. sense um because it is like it's it's obviously John Carpenter directs it and he's his style's all over it so it looks like a John Carpenter film and sounds like one but I just don't feel it's him if that makes you know I, I think he's suited to better things mm-hmm. like other things because I'd watched Assault on Precinct 13 recently enough and that's one of my favourite films like and I forgot how good it was actually and then you come off the back of that and then you watch Halloween and it's just it's nothing compared to mm-hmm. Assault on Precinct well, my sorry, my opinion, like, but it's just I don't know. It's 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 hard to like be scared by anything in it, you know. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know too much about the history of it either. So there, there's definitely context for it being regarded as a particularly scary film, you know, at the time it was released and everything. But mm-hmm. I just don't feel it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you feel yourself ever being scared? Or you guys? Like, I I found it a bit jumpy. Yeah. But I think it was yeah, just more my my frame of mind at the time. Like, and, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know, but I mean that that's you know that's not necessarily uh, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You know, that's what a good horror movie preys on is your your frame of mind. Yeah, I mean, I could, I I know. I mean, like, I kind of agree. It, I I don't really think it 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 can kind of compare to something like the thing. Or I'm just trying to think like. <clears throat> Which I would rate first, uh, Prince of Darkness or Halloween? Uh, I'm not sure. So I'd pick Prince of Darkness. I think I like Prince. I watched that recently enough as well. It's phenomenal, isn't it? It's, it's really underrated. I think is uh, yeah, it's very good. Well. It's kind of silly too, but like you kind yeah, of you're able to forgive it a lot for, for some reason. Whereas parts of it's properly creepy. Oh yeah, uh, parts of Halloween I was kind of going. I don't know about that. Like um, like even the bit at the start where he escapes in the car and everything. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? They try to explain it, don't they? They just sort of say, uh, "How the hell did he learn learn to drive? He's been here since he was six or something." And it's just like, well, maybe somebody around here taught him. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone here gave him lessons. Yeah. yeah, but I was reading as well. Like uh, apparently that's brought up uh, sort of retrospectively in a later sequel. Is it like yeah. six? I think they said. Uh, yes, I think that they do. Then later on, go to actually explain <laughs> how he did learn how to drive. But I can't remember. It's years since I. Saw many of the franchises. Like I got the um, there's like a Arrow or Arrow uh, like a an Anchor Bay five disc box set of thing. It's just the first five films. So I've been kind of working my way through the franchise again. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, as I've kind of said before, I'm definitely more of a Friday the Thirteenth uh, person. And when I when I saw the first Friday the Thirteenth, I had to sleep in my brother's room for about two weeks. And <laughs> um, whereas I've never really had that with Halloween. And there were loads of kind of um, plot details that I'd kind of missed from Halloween because I think I kind of watched them early teens and then, as I say, I got into zombie films and a kind of Italian horror and then just didn't touch the American slasher genre until relatively recently, a few years ago. And um, 
There was loads of stuff that I'd missed, like uh, like uh, simple stuff, like um, Sheriff Brackett is Annie's dad, and just the um, the uh, setup is 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 quite complicated from for where the characters are. Um, I think because you've got Laurie is babysitting Tommy Doyle um, at his house, and then Annie is going over to the Wallace's house to um, babysit uh, Lindsay. And then she goes to pick up Paul and drops Lindsay off at Tommy Doyle's house where yeah. Laurie is. And then she disappears. And then Bob and Linda turn up at the Wallace's house. Yeah. But Annie isn't there. It's almost like a play. Yeah. Uh, it's all kind of. It's, it's actually. Yeah. It's actually quite complicated for just you know. A yeah. Kind of I I think basically they. It was intended to be. Um, obviously, before it was called Halloween, it was called the Babysitter Murders. Yes. And it was intended to be set over four or five days and then they realised like they for budget with budget constraints and stuff like that they had to just squeeze it all into one yeah and I thought well sure we'll make it Halloween yeah because that, um, that would have meant costume and location changes yeah, which yeah. would have cost more money Aye. so I think when I was a kid I kind of missed a, missed a lot of stuff yeah um, and so I always just remember Halloween as being one of those films when I was a kid that I knew it was supposed to be a brilliant horror film but never properly loved it so yeah. you know but then recently I've kind of come back to it and I think it probably is kind of one of my favourite yeah. yeah. favourite horror films Friday the 13th would always be one of my uh, one I always would have preferred but actually I don't know I think I disagree with uh, with D in certain aspects I think I think the creepiness is like is in there like it's really um I think it's a lot more like a sort of slow, slow burn, sort of uh, sinisterness, sin, sinisterism, whatever. Sinisterness. Sinister, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, because I mean, like, there's a bit where he's following, like, was following Tommy in the car. Oh my god! And if if it wasn't for the whole fact that you know you question the fact that uh, Michael's driving in the first mm. place. Um, but that that's pretty creepy. Like that's something yeah. I missed before. Like, mm. And, and at that like moment, a, at that moment, that scene, the the music's really pumping. Yeah, And I think yeah. the other music that is really pretty creepy. The 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 softer music. Yeah, comes yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I think that's really good. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's not completely uncreepy. I, I just don't think it's maybe as jumpy. Maybe that's the word yeah. I'm searching for. Yeah, um, it's not a It's definitely not gory. Yeah, because I think like I was watching an interview with Carpenter. I can't remember if I watched it or read it, but uh, he was talking about like one of the first times he uh, saw like he was in the cinema when like it was properly released or whatever, and the crowd went crazy. It's, I think it's the first time uh, Myers gets stabbed in the house, and you think he's dead, mm. and uh, oh, it's yeah. sort of out of focus in the background. He sets up. Um, yeah. Apparently, Carpenter said the crowd went absolutely crazy yeah. when that happened. But like, I was kind of—I suppose—I was sitting watching it at home, going, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I mean that bit. Actually, I remember. I think every time I watch it, I've sort of thought, "For God's sake!" Like, obviously, if you sit your back to maybe obviously because Halloween sort of established this, but if you sit your back to a, uh, a dead murderer, they're going to sit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but maybe that's like it's a reason. Like, I'm sort of willing to forgive it as well, because I'm, I'm not too clued up in the history of slasher films like is that a trope now because of Halloween 
I don't know. I, I, I would say so. Although uh, that that whole setting up that slowly thing is taken from what do they call that movie? That French, brilliant French movie, it's black and white. Um, uh, shit, it'll come back to me. But um, it's like uh, teachers in an orphanage um, sort of conspire to kill one of the other teachers having an affair, and they conspire to kill one of the other teachers. And, Okay. Then it turns out that one of the other teachers isn't dead, and there's a bit where she sits up really slowly out of like the corpse sits up. Uh, is it out of a bath or something? And it's the way it's done is is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Like, but that obviously, like he's lifted that that sort of slow slow emergence. Of yeah, and the, 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 he was he was obviously they, they diabolic. Oh yeah, okay. We've got, <laughs> got cats in the room. <laughs> Paul's cats in the room. <laughs> well, you may have heard him. Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. It was Django that was yawning during the Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. Do you want to take a quick break while the cats Maybe in the room? <laughs> yeah, t- take a break. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're talking about kind of we're talking about kind of influences there and how unique uh, Halloween is. I mean, there's yeah. obviously Carpenter was obviously really influenced by Bava and Argento, and you can see that uh, in the opening um, kind of murder scenes where the young, young Michael kills Judith, his sister. Um, there is the point where uh, Mike, Michael's stabbing Judith, and then you know, s- stupidly, I think John Carpenter realized that this is this is a bit a bit stupid, but. The, the camera pans up, which effectively means that Michael's kind of staring at his own hand while he's stabbing someone, which is yeah. you know, a bit of a natural thing to do. But but that kind of the the, the, the kind of glistening of the sharp blade, I think, is, is really um, Argento esque. Mm. And then whenever she's kind of dead and lying on the floor, the way she's kind of positioned, um, and the fact the fact that she's naked <laughs> because this is you know kind of Italian horror, <laughs> the fact that she's naked and then is kind of stabbed, I thought that's that's classic Argento. Yeah. It looks like yeah. it looks like a you know the body from a like a, a Italian giallo film. Um, so as, I mean, I suppose he did have a lot of influences, but um, yeah, I think I think part of the problem is that um, now um, Halloween might seem a bit cliched because so many films copied it, and then you know those became the the tropes. So kind of Laurie's the kind of innocent virginal one, so she survives, and then Linda has sex, so she dies, and Annie smokes a joint, so she dies. Even though I suppose Laurie has joined as well but I suppose I mean the, the main influence for Halloween was um, Bob Clark's Bad Christmas which I think was released in 1976 um, and it's kind of considered the first American North, well North American because it was Canadian slasher film um, and Carpenter uh, uh, Bob Clark made Black Christmas and then Carpenter said uh, if you were going to make a sequel for Black Christmas what would you what would it be and Bob Clark said well the, the killer from the original film would break out of his mental institute and go and kill a bunch of babysitters on Halloween. Um, so then Carpenter decided to, to make the film. So, okay. so I suppose there was one yeah. I suppose there are influences, you know, as most people yeah. have influences. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there's the kind of Black Christmas influence and the Italian influence because I know that Carpenter did love uh, Argento and if you think when he was filming Halloween, Suspiria had just been released. Yeah. You know, so there was kind of lots of stuff happening in Italy at the time. So. Yeah, I suppose it's maybe loosely on that point. I, I watched uh, 
You can watch this on YouTube. There's a Cisco and e- is it Eber or Ebert? I, I'm assuming it's Ebert because, because they're really pretentious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what the, there's they do a review of Halloween. It's very short. Mm-hmm. Um, like they talk for maybe a minute and then play quite a long clip of uh, your woman in the cupboard while Mars is after. Yeah. Uh, the wardrobe. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, your woman in the cupboard. What's her name? Laurie? Laurie, Laurie's yeah. Um, so Laurie in the, in the wardrobe. Um, but yeah, they play a sort of long clip of that and then they talk for another minute. But um, I think they liked it, but they liked it on the back of it's not like other horror films apparently because uh, women aren't uh, exploited as much in it and they're like quite... Uh, or Well, they see Carpenter's portraying them as quite intelligent. But uh, mm-hmm. I suppose they do to a degree with, um, with the main character, Laurie. Well, I guess she's the main character. Well... Yeah. Part of Michael Myers, but yeah. Um, but then, when you mention that other thing, the other two, I don't know if they are as much. You know, I think Annie's quite intelligent. Is she? I, the way I it so. comes I, across, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, I thought thought she was. I mean, like she's more of a more of a party girl than than Laurie. But um, I mean, I think even just the way they they talk. I mean, like you know, a lot of films. Uh, what, do, what do we call that test that they give films that uh, oh, if, if uh, always the best t- something is it like the Bechdel yeah. test or yeah. something yeah. if uh, a woman has to be on screen without any meal or women have to be on screen without any meals for more than a minute or something and, and they're uh, not allowed to have conversations about men yeah, yeah yeah if they have like one conversation <laughs> that's not about a, ma- a man then it's uh, it passes the test it passes the test and like I think this, I mean this obviously we're not holding it up to that test anyway but uh, yeah that uh, I think yeah they're they do quite intelligent conversations and interesting conversations about stuff that isn't just boys. And they do talk a lot about boys. They though. do, and, and Annie Annie's always forever going but, on about people being cute. Yeah, She's but also cute. the guys are all just like meathead, sort of uh, sex-driven, um, like one. Like yeah, they're just they're just a like one-dimensional character as well. Like yeah. the, the girls are more, way more sort of. Uh, padded out characteristically than the, the men definitely I mean like I think Linda um, she's got the thing where she's she's a cheerleader and she's a bit of a blonde bimbo I think is the, the point and she always says totally everything's totally yeah, totally yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think and you know maybe you could make make that argument that you know she's she's a bit, bit inane but I, th- I think Annie um, the way she kind of talks to her boyfriend you know she kind of just sounds like he doesn't get away with much and she kind yeah. of she kind of holds her own and isn't afraid to shout at Myers when he's driving along, or you know, smoke a joint in the car, or yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they do talk about boys a lot. But I, I think mm. actually, um, Deborah Hill, who's Carpenter's uh, partner at the time, and they kind of made the film together. I think she she scripted in the very early stages. She scripted the girls talking while yeah. Carpenter wrote Loomis's kind of yeah. speeches. Um, so. Perhaps there is that authenticity, you know. That's obviously maybe Deborah Hill thought. Well, when I was that age, all we did, all we did, was talk about boys and dances and dates. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all they talk about, but um, so I suppose there is an air of authenticity. I, I think. Um, interestingly, we were talking about Suspiria there. Uh, Suspiria, the, the characters were initially supposed to be children, but then I think they changed the two teenagers um, to kind of make it less likely to be, you know, censored and banned. Yeah, we're mental. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> Um, the the dialogue is quite hokey in Suspiria because it is um, a middle aged Italian man's 
uh, impression of what yeah, teenage, uh, teenage American girls <laughs> yeah. are talking, and that's why they do things like stick their tongue out and blow raspberries and stuff. Yeah. But you don't get that with Halloween. I think it's maybe no. a bit. It's a bit more. It's a bit more believable. I think. Than, yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah. Than some of the Argento dialogue. It's, I was going to say as well, sort of to link back to what you were saying about sort of um, it, it sort of uh, gallo horror films and things like that, or even other exploitation films from America. I always think Carpenter's a bit. It feels like he's reluctant to be exploitive, like if, if that makes any sense. I don't think he shows like there's nudity in his films, but it's almost like it sort of shows it and then cuts away from it straight away. Yeah, like he feels like it has to be there, but at the same time he doesn't want it to be there. I, I, yeah. it's, how, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a feeling like from his films, but maybe they're yeah. kind of at the, at the behest of Mustafa Akkad or the other who's the other guy, Erwin Yablans, the two kind of yeah. financiers and producers. Um, and no, definitely because the, 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 the there's kind of one main scene, and it's whenever Bob comes back up to get. And, well, no, it's not Bob; it's Myers wearing the sheet and Bob's glasses. Mm-hmm. And Linda says, "See anything you like," and drops her her duvet. But like, you don't actually see her boobs. Her it's her boobs are off screen, aren't they? Or like her nipples uh, are off screen anyway. I in the in the versions I've watched anyway. Know, I think- you do, do not yeah. maybe not at that instant moment, but you definitely see. Like, you see her boobs whenever she's been strangled by the telephone cord. But oh, like, yeah, but, no, but, okay. But but it's not kind of it's not really sexual. And that sounds stupid because she's just mm-hmm. had sex and she's a young woman showing her boobs to her boyfriend. But it's not as kind of sexualized as in other yeah, slasher yeah. films. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not really like I never got the point that it would, or like I never garnered that it would be considered an exploitation film anyway. Like yeah. it's, it's far too arty to be an exploitation film. It is film. quite arty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I'd had, I had written notes before this, and I just I forgot I left them at my house. But whoever, <laughs> the uh, the director of cinematography, like he was influenced by some American painter, and I went and looked them all up, because obviously you can just Google their name now, but mm-hmm. oh. a lot of the stuff is... Because the way the houses are filmed are all very similar to this guy's paintings. It's, right, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's uncanny like how close he got to that, but when when you see it, then the whole film just looks like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, is it, it? It's is it the the picture that Laurie has on her wall? That's a different artist. Yeah, I, remember. Okay. I can't remember. The guy does all the masks. Laura, it's um, James Enzer. Enzer, yeah. He's yeah. a Belgian um, uh, painter, born eighteen sixty, died nineteen forty nine, survived the bombing, a uh, bomb like uh, during the Second World War, and one of his famous pictures was called "The Scandalized Masks." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a kind of grotesque picture of people wearing masks. I think I've seen his pictures in the Stedelijk Museum or whatever it's called. Oh, in cool. Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, so who's the guy you're talking about? Can you remember? I'll, I'll, I suppose you can always put it on Twitter or something after, but I do have it written down at home. But I, I suppose, like Laurie's room, I actually did think actually looked like a painting itself. You know, um, hmm. a hat on the wall and. Yeah. yeah, I noticed the hat in the wall. Yeah, just I don't know, just the way it was like, it did look like it. Yeah. Like the it's entire, like I know it's the suburbs, but the entire location's kind of creepy. It's the trees, yeah. I think, kind of. Like, yeah. they just seem to loom over everything, and they're all like spindly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And the floaty camera. Yeah, kind of, you know, just floating down the street. Yeah, yeah. How do they do that? Actually, I wonder. Is I don't know. I don't know. Was it not just yeah. the um, like a steady cam? Yeah, just the way Something they. Like that, yeah, yeah. yeah really like. Like if you if you, if you've ever seen someone walking with a steady cam, steady cam, it just it looks really weird. It looks unnatural because yeah. it's it's kind of weighted to balance in a certain right, way. It yeah. just looks really weird. I think it's like if you go into Halloween, I think you're expecting to see like a kind of a gritty film, mm. but then 
you remember that it's John Carpenter, so you're not really going to get that. You're going to yeah. get something that's no. really nicely shot and has a great soundtrack. And did you see the Rob Zombie remake? No, I did. Yeah, <laughs> found a cop at some point. Okay. Uh, what, did, what did you make of it? Like, <laughs> um, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. In, in, interestingly, I've only seen it once. Oh, I'll be honest. No, I've only seen it once, um, and I watched the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the theatrical release was like or if it was much different but um, I actually didn't really mind it I kind of I can see why people didn't like it um, one of the main complaints seemed to be uh, too much focus on the backstory which, yeah, well, which I think a lot of people thought felt rude and the kind of nihilism yeah, that, that's kind of present in Halloween I don't know I, I think like I think for a remake you're going to have to do something and I think it can be interesting to um, go into backstory for a remake Occasionally, because I mean, like, you've got the original film there anyway. Um, it's as good as it is, you know. Leave that, and if you want to go off canon and look at backstory, then why not? The weird thing about the backstory was in his movie was he used that symbol of the horse, the white horse. Do you remember that? And he had like a quote from Jung at the beginning, or maybe a quote from Freud or someone. But a quote at the beginning of the film that explained the White Horse. It was really long, and I was like, I was kind of drunk when I watched it in the cinema, <laughs> so I didn't. I only noticed it was there, but like after being there for about five seconds, so I didn't get to read it all properly. Like but, well, a White Horse? Um, what do you mean? I don't there's, remember there's, that at all. I think I think that's Halloween, isn't it? It is. Yeah, he okay. uses this like image of a white horse that appears whenever Michael wants to kill somebody. Am I thinking of a different movie altogether? But the same thing, not then, necessarily. And it, like they explain it by saying that it's a, it's a common trope, for uh, for vi- or yeah, a common symptom of people with like violent psychopathy. White see, horse. See a white horse, which I don't think is true. I've tried to Google that before, and it's not true. Well, I think However, Blade Runner. Is it in Blade Runner as well? Uh, there is. Yeah, sure, there's a white, a white horse? horse. Yeah, and in uh, Twin Peaks, and did you ever watch Twin Peaks? No. Twin Peaks is amazing. Twin Peaks is fantastic. You gotta watch Twin Peaks. Uh, but yeah when you finally I'll not give it away um, if you haven't seen it but um, when the killer is finally revealed the white horse shows up just before he commits a murder huh and mm. I thought that's strange but I, I always wanted that explained uh, nobody really ever seems like probably, I'm sure I could google it better and, <laughs> and actually find did you it just google really, white horse yeah white horse <laughs> all these pictures of white horses <laughs> yeah. oh, this isn't it <laughs> yeah. 7,000 <laughs> 7, results and still done. Uh, yeah, the interesting thing about the remake is they uh, explain that um, they actually fe- feature the uh, Rabbit in Red Lounge. Oh, right. Yeah, like the, the, the point of the matchbox is whenever Loomis and the nurse are driving up to Smith's Grove at the very start, he notices the the matchbox, the you know Rabbit in Red Lounge. Mm-hmm. The car then gets stolen, and then whenever Loomis is driving back towards Haddonfield and he sees the abandoned Phelps garage, the mm-hmm. red truck, he then finds the matchbox, and he know, and that means he know, you know, and that's how he knows Myers was in the van. Therefore, Myers is heading towards Haddonfield. Yeah. So that's Carpenter's wee way of right. letting Loomis know. Yeah, yeah. Just via that matchbox, but Rob Zombie makes um, Michael Myers' mom be a stripper in the Red Rabbit Lounge. Right. In the remake. Hmm. So it actually, they actually show you the Red Rabbit yeah. Orange. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Um, so that's kind, of, that's kind of interesting. Kind of yeah. Is the remake, um, like, is it like most modern remakes and most modern horror films that it just relies on constant loud noises and jumps? Was it? 
As far as I can remember, I mean, as your yeah, user kind of saying, so. you know, Halloween kind of has Carpenter written all over it, and that's why it's such an atmospheric film, and it's just, um, yeah. cause, you know, Carpenter's fucking class, isn't it? <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing. I don't think I'm really... I'm finding it hard to put into words how I felt about it. Like, it definitely... It definitely is creepy. It's like, but I think that's just Carpenter style on it. I just don't think it suits a slasher film. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah. I don't, like, I'm, I'm not really sure what point I'm trying to convey. It just didn't really, you know, grip me in that way. Yeah. You know? But it's just when you watch something like The Thing or something like that, that's just for some reason far more creepy. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so claustrophobic. But I think it's because he creates the feeling of paranoia. A lot of the time, it's like because, maybe it's because I don't know. I think it's the storyline in general with Halloween. It's not. It doesn't really invest. You can't get invested as much or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it 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 is very nihilistic. I think um, Halloween. It is just kind of guy breaks out of a mental institute, picks the first person he sees, follows them on all their friends throughout the day, and then kills them at night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then part two kind of ruins that by introducing the whole sister. You know, yeah. Laurie being Michael Myers' uh, yeah, sister yeah, yeah. subplot, because um, yeah, that's not actually meant. It's, it's not no. part of the first film. Um, although, um, have you guys like? Were you guys aware that there was like an extended version of Halloween? There's, there's like a there's like an extended TV Halloween version. version? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen it unless the one I watched happened to be that one, but I don't think it was. Now, what are the extra parts? Well, um, there seems to be three extra parts from what I can see. The first one comes quite early on. I think it's about seven minutes in. And it is Loomis and two other doctors kind of talking about Myers and the two other doctors. Actually, I've got it recorded. We can play it. Um, and then there's a scene where he goes in after Myers is, or there's a scene where he goes in when Michael Myers is still a young boy. It's the only, it's the other, it's the only other kind of time that the young Michael appears in the film, and he's basically just sitting in a chair looking out the window. And mm-hmm. Loomis says to him, "Like you've got them all filled. You know, you've managed to make them think that you're kind of docile." I think I have seen that version actually, but yeah. but I yeah. I know, mm-hmm. you know you haven't fooled me and this kind of stuff. And then there's a scene where um, Laurie uh, is comes out of her shower in a pink bathrobe, and Linda calls at her door and comes in and says, "Oh, there's been a guy following me. I think it's that guy who drove past us earlier on today." And she wants to borrow Laurie's blouse, and then uh, Annie rings up to borrow the same blouse, and Annie says something else about oh, oh that guy, mm-hmm. um, and it actually focuses a lot more attention on him stalking them throughout the day, and it, that actually has quite a strong effect, um, because it mean it means that whenever he finally does come to kill them, it's it's far more likely that the characters as he's killing them will realize shit that's that guy he's been following yeah. us around all day, because when you watch this theatrical version he's only really you know they only kind of really they don't really dwell on that as much no but with the theatrical version there's a lot more emphasis on them going who's this guy following us around but yeah. one, one of the main points is Loomis goes into Myers's room after he's escaped and is trashed and he's really scrolled the word sister on the thing oh, on his room yeah. yeah so that brings that element into the film that because that element isn't in the theatrical version because the mm. extended sections were recorded in 1981 I think yeah um, as add-ons because it wasn't going to fit the running time I think like, so NBC said you, you've, yeah, you've, like, you've, got, to, you've yeah. got to give us like 15 more minutes so yeah. we filmed three extra scenes yeah. which seems weird it does yeah. seem weird it does sound strange yeah. well do you want to listen to um, yeah do you want to hear uh, Linda coming around to borrow <laughs> Laurie's blouse or Loomis talking to the to the <laughs> oh, doctors I was thinking uh, of doctors yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. to talk about Donald Pleasance as yeah. well yay Donald Pleasance <laughs> <laughs> and I've already heard about the blush. 
Yeah, we know how that looks. <laughs> <out. laughs> uh, okay, here is uh, Loomis at uh, the very start of the film and the TV extended cut talking to the doctors and trying to justify transferring Myers to a more high security uh, place, sanitarium. Michael Myers must be removed from the sanitarium immediately. I would suggest the maximum security ward at Litchfield. Dr. Loomis, the decision has been made. But this is a minimum security institution. The staff isn't adequately prepared. Prepared for what? The boy is a catatonic. He exhibits comatose behavior. No reaction to external stimuli. Have you read my notes? Yes, we have, doctor. Why were they not presented at the hearing? The judge requested Dr. Foster's analysis. I've spent four hours a day. Four hours a day with this boy. Every day. For six months. Far longer than any court psychiatrist. Dr. Loomis. Michael Myers is the most dangerous patient I have ever observed. Doctor, there is no diagnostic evidence to support that statement. He's... he's covering up. This catatonia is, is a conscious act. There's an instinctive force within him. He's waiting. For what? I don't know. Well, that is creepy. Sort of. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know how much it would add to the the actual scare value, the creepiness of the film itself. Like, I mean, yeah. standalone that is. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all, all those all those extend all those added on bits come before he's before he started attacking them. So what it does do is it kind of slows down the you know the pacing of the film. Yeah. Um. It kind of it's a lot. It's a lot more kind of the intro is a lot more dragged out mm-hmm. as a result. Um, for example, that that scene we just listened to there, it it comes before the scene where Loomis and the nurse, because that's that 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 scene is taking place six months after uh, Young Myers has killed his sister. Um, so you right. you've kind of got all that to do. Whereas in the original film, you, you, in the theatrical version, you've got the the credits, and then it's just straight into Loomis and yeah. the nurse driving up and the image breaking out. Um, but yeah, speaking of Loomis, uh, D, you wanted to talk about. Uh, Oh, Big Donald. Yeah, the Pazmeister. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know if it's me being entirely cynical, but I just really didn't think he was very good. Because I've read other reviews and stuff where like they were going on about how good his performance was, but I just thought it was awful. Yeah, yeah Maybe that's like... Um, I, don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was written badly or it just didn't make any sense or it just came across as none of it made sense to me like um, him standing outside this house actually that was kind of weird him standing outside yeah. the house it's so weird yeah. like, po- poking his head to the edge going, what are you, like, why are you standing there like, yeah like, like you're just and <laughs> Sheriff Brackett says oh like like okay if you're going to stay here like I'll, I'll, I'll call back in an hour and I'm thinking an hour like, yeah. like there's a serial killer on the loose yeah. and you're you're going to stand outside an abandoned house for an hour yeah that's pretty pretty mad um Scaring off kids. Yeah. <laughs> also, the car is parked like just up the street. Yeah. Like he's been standing there all night. And he only notices and, like, at the, the end. Cop, uh, <laughs> sheriff, uh, sheriff Braggett, 
has gone up and down that street like you can only imagine it quite a few times that day yeah and it's, it's right around the corner from his own house as well yeah uh, and the car is parked like metres away <laughs> and he doesn't he knows at the very end when he yeah. has to what also what did you think about the logic where he tells Sheriff Brackett not to put out like a public announcement he says oh no if you do that they'll see him in every street at the corner just tell your officers to keep their mouths shut and their eyes open. Basically, That's stupid. Don't don't don't, don't don't alarm the public. Just tell your. I mean, I, I think that's a stupid. You know, because surely yeah, it should be people the, should know. Yeah, the, the, the good, I don't know. Yeah, like there's an escape yeah. lunatic. Just lock your windows and doors. Yeah, don't leave people alone. You know, put a warning out, curfew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, like I think they eventually do that on Halloween too, anyway. So. But like it does speak to the larger picture of like I remember watching it was one of the Charlie Brooker things you know Newswipe or yeah I can't remember specifically what it was I think it was something to do with one of those school shootings but um he basically was talking to some big name psychologist guy who was saying like the thing that you don't do is constantly talk about these things on yeah, the news yeah. um, but I think that's for the larger picture uh, of, yeah where it glorifies them to an extent yeah some people that do that sort of thing want to get their like exactly, name yeah. news. people want to enough people want to be an anti-hero as, as much yeah. as people want to be so yeah. he thinks that it, well, the psychologist whose name I can't remember um, he was basically saying that you know just don't put it out there if it's going to be in circulation 24 hours a day yeah. those people know that if they do that they'll be in circulation mm-hmm. 24 hours a day but I don't know if that's the same point is it yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's like the same so. logic it, it yeah. makes sense um, <laughs> if it's just within the Haddonfield area you're warning the public yeah, there's like there's like a guy going around. He might kill people, so lock your doors. Yeah, um, but um, I don't know. I sort of, I didn't really. Did he have an American accent? Who oh, Pleasant? Pleasant. I think he slips between them. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was trying to put it on or not. Yeah, or like, I'm I'm pretty sure he does slip. He definitely towards the end. Uh, I think maybe when he kills, just before he kills him, or just after he kills him, he. Uh, Slips into an American or a British accent. Okay. I think he just should have gone with his normal accent. Like, yeah, you know, just... yeah. British people can be doctors too. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think Sometimes. there was another Probably. interview I read with like uh, <laughs> Carpenter, like where he was saying the reason he wanted a, a well, he said British, a British guy to do it mm-hmm. was because they always carry like uh, like they do carry a gravitas in the American popular mind. You know when yeah, you yeah. see films for some reason they always have a weight about them like, yeah yeah but um, so I, that, I think you should have just gone with it I would have loved to have seen Peter Cushing do that though yeah <laughs> oh, Christopher yeah. Lee Christopher Lee he says he regrets it yeah, yeah. He? Yeah. He, turned it, he turned it down and then later said he told Carpenter apparently that it was one of the biggest um, regrets of his life yeah I, I prefer Cushion Dilly though. There's something yeah, about, I would love oh, to yeah, Cushion Dilly. Yeah. Something about his stare that just like cuts through. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> that uh, off subject, that 1958 Dracula with Cushing and Lee, I watched that. It was amazing. <laughs> so much like the best Dracula I've seen in years, and a lot of Dracula's like it's up there with Nosferatu. Like. We'll have to start picking some Hammer Horrors. I might next time. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that. I'm sure um, the devil's loosely in that bracket, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. It wasn't Hammer, though. It wasn't, I don't... Uh, I don't no, know. Uh, it wasn't Hammer. But they... Um, I, th- I think, like, like, they only had... I think they only had... Um, uh, Donald Pleasance for, like, a few days. 
and I think a fair amount of their budget five days I think was it like yeah. 20 grand and apparently yeah. he's, he's only in it for like eight, for 18 minutes in yeah. total 20 yeah. grand for um, that so you know <laughs> and he spent he spent a good like six minutes at standing by the hedge yeah and like <laughs> like like in the uh, opening credits um, it kind of that he's the first name that comes up yeah uh, Donald Pleasance in so John Carpenter's like the, Halloween it just reminds me of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that Batman film Apparently, he demanded oh, yeah. that his name be at the start of the credits. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not comparing Arnie to <laughs> Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant would love to be Arnie. <laughs> um, well, according to Wikipedia, uh, Pleasant was paid the highest amount 20, 20 grand. Um, I think uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis only received eight grand. Eight grand. Like yeah. yeah, and Nick Castle, who played the shape, I think. Or yeah, is he in some of the scenes? Like, yeah, he just the, sort of turned up on the, on the set and they were like, hey, "Why don't you get?" Yeah, he was, he was Carpenter's mate. He, he, yeah. he just, he was just like, said to his mate, "Do you want to come and watch me film this horror yeah, film?" By the way, and then said, uh, "So was, actually, do you want to be?" Was it mm-hmm. the only the one guy that played Michael no, Myers? There were four in the first film. Four or five, right? I think. I think actually, um, uh, Diana Hill is it. Well, she does Deborah the hands. Hill. I think Deborah Hill does yeah. does it at one stage. She uh, does the hands at the start with the young Michael, the the POV. Yeah, shot. Yeah, and, um, and then I think it's the shape is basically. Um, it might be Nick Castle, but it's basically any time it's he's got his mask on or his face is obscured, mm-hmm. it's one guy, and then at the very end, it's the other guy. Yeah, is that who's the guy when he gets unmasked? That's oh. that's not Nick Castle. That's um, oh, is it not? I thought that was Nick Castle. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, I've got it here somewhere. But uh, there's also apparently the uh, guy who um, did a production, uh, like like the special effects. Uh, basically, he um, played him in a couple of instances where he had to break stuff because he oh. knew how easy or hard it would be, how much strength would be needed to break stuff. I don't know. That <laughs> seems like a. The um, Paul, you were right. Nick, Nick Castle plays the shape, which is the the, the name and the credits of just you know Michael Myers. So any any time, any time he's got his mask on, or like when he's stalking Tommy and you just don't see his face, that's Nick Castle. And then Tony Moran is Michael yeah. Myers. So that's who mm-hmm. whose face you oh, see at the end when he's yeah. unmasked. Which isn't. I thought when I watched it was a disfigured face, but it's not. But, yeah, John Carter. No, it's I, not. I read an interview. Yeah. Did you read the same interview where uh, he mentioned that? I think I just read a quote from it, maybe. But yeah, yeah. he basically said uh, a few people said to me over the years, "Yeah, that horrible disfigured face." So I wasn't yeah. ready for that, and then it's not. It's just his <laughs> it's face, not but, a bastard. But he says that. Well, Carpenter says that's the power of cinema. Though, yeah, if yeah. You sort of paint this picture of evil. Yeah. Once it gets a mask, you'll probably keep believing that. Like, even though. It is, but it's also. Really? I remember through watching it when we used to watch it on VHS. <clears throat> um, I I don't remember the the face being that distinguishable. I remember like it was a very mm-hmm. brief glimpse, and you're just like, "What?" Because it's very very dark and yeah. it's very hard to see. But watching it on Blu-ray, you, you've got to wait two or three seconds, which is obviously in, in cinematic terms is quite a long time. You've got to wait two or three seconds, and you can see his face very clearly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it might also just to do with you know maybe that's the it, kind though. of picture yeah. quality over the years. Maybe, yeah. Because I remember I'm Bros thinking his face is really, really horrible, but um but then when you actually see <laughs> the guy. on Blu ray Yeah, well, well well apparently um he actually picked him because he's got he's actually he's got quite a young kind yeah. of young kind of boyish features. Right. And that yeah. was supposed to surprise the audience to kind of contrast with what the character had been doing over the course of the film. That's uh-huh. what I thought would have made sense if yeah. they did it because um obviously like 
obviously Michael hasn't been outside there's no way he would or how would he have got or become disfigured you know yeah exactly um, and they would have explained yeah. that if he had how's your, how's your Budweiser by the way? oh yeah I'm uh, <laughs> drinking the Budweiser in, in honour of uh, Linda and Bob <laughs> is it good yeah it's okay yeah. it's room temperature which isn't really healthy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well then it's going to be really matter also like while we're on or well near to that subject of Donald Pleasant still beer and his him being a psychiatrist or whatever yeah his just an analysis of Michael Myers is a bit mental as far as I remember like he sort of just thinks that he's pure evil yeah yeah like supernaturally so um, yeah. like he he isn't surprised when he doesn't die um, uh, when he shoots him Yes, that's another interesting thing. Apparently, um, during that scene, whenever he shoots him six times, as we now know, yeah, <laughs> I got him six times. <laughs> um, and then Pleasant go- or uh, Loomis goes up, and he sees Myers is gone. Apparently, the reaction to the script called for him to look surprised, but Pleasant thought, no, the look should be, I fucking knew this would happen. And yeah, that's the look. So that he gives. That's what I, I actually kind of wanted to talk about the supernatural element to it, like. Um, which isn't really present until the end, um, is it? No. So he does say he has inhuman patience. Um, well, yeah. There's a bit but in the car in the garage. Doesn't he manage to open the car without the keys? I think he's in the car already. Oh, okay. I think he's in it and he's locked it. And then when she comes back, he's unlocked it somehow. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Not really. I mean, apart from the apart from the fact that he's he's shot so many times and falls and then mm. escapes. I mean, it's not like you know the fact that like in H two O he gets his head cut off and then he he comes back for Halloween Resurrection. It's not yeah. it's not that level of ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that obviously creeps in. I wonder, like, was that was the supernatural element intended all along? Like, is it or what is the supernatural element? Is he possessed? Is he? Um, it's never really explained, but I think it's just, yeah. it just it just eventually becomes a necessity if you want your character to keep coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah, like, I mean, Freddy does the same. Freddy, yeah. naturally, is supernatural. But Exactly, because Jason's yeah. a kind of weird ghost lake child from the start. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, Freddy, yeah. And then but Freddy um, and Nightmare. Um, oh, I think he's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, is, is, like, innately supernatural. But, yeah, yeah. with Freddy, he... I suppose, yeah, he is innately supernatural as well, because he is back from the dead. But, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's funny. I don't yeah. know because uh, I mean, it's it's not really evident in Hall- the first Halloween film. Is it? It's not really evident. No, that, it's not that we're going to no. get this unstoppable inhuman yeah character. But I think it's sort of maybe detracts from it a bit. I don't know. You mean as the franchise goes on? Yeah. Well, maybe even like just the fact that it happens in the first one that um, there's a supernatural element. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the the nihilism you're talking about, like the the human evil. There is uh, the human capacity for violence, unreasonable violence, is scarier than like a force of supernatural force of evil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In cinematic terms, anyway, I don't know. Like if if someone unstoppable killer came after me now, I'd, like, I'd probably shit myself. Yeah, <laughs> wish he was evil, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it does two things. It leaves it open for a sequel, but it also leaves the audience with that, you know. As you're kind of driving home from the, the from the cinema that night, you know mm. you know that Myer, Michael Myers is still alive and he he could that's be true. he could be in your back garden. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then obviously the second one happens, and that only happened apparently because Hill and Carpenter were contractually obliged. And then part three comes along. Mm-hmm. But if, if part three had been a success, then they would have carried on the um, 
it as an anthology where each Halloween film is a different story. Yeah. But yeah. because part three bombed, they just said right for part four, just bring Myers back, and yeah. then that, that you know the rest is kind of history. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like we were talking about uh, Loomis, like there, there is actually a point where he says um, he has like the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, and you think, yeah. you know, you're supposed to be a scientist. You're supposed yeah, to be, like, I know. Yeah, you're not, supposed to, like, yeah. you're not supposed to just say, oh, this patient is the devil. He's pure evil. Yeah. Lock him up and threw away the key yeah <laughs> didn't really get that like, that's not helping that's just yeah yeah I assume <laughs> I assume the reason he stands outside the house for so long is because they they, they couldn't afford to have Donald Pleasance running running around yeah, streets yeah. and houses yeah, they, and talking to lots of different yeah. characters and just gotta leave him outside the house for an hour it Donald Pleasance charges by the footstep <laughs> <step. laughs> it does come across as quite unintentionally funny though like when you see him sort of you know going do 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 outside yeah. the house it's yeah just, I know. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's totally vulnerable because he like he gets scared. Like the yeah, well, sh- like the sheriff walks up behind him and like scares <laughs> him. Although the sheriff does appear to be quite light footed because he also scares Laurie by walking behind her. <laughs> that's right. What's he uh, doing? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's uh, some yeah, sort of thing we thought about that <laughs> hasn't been looked up before. Just wandering about. Well, now this was actually something that I was I was watching. Um, Mark Gatiss's, uh kind of horror stuff. Oh, I watched that as well. Yeah. And I watched the the first one where he kind of covers you know the kind of early Universal films, mm-hmm. and I ne- I never knew this before. Uh, I've only only discovered this like last week basically. But that's called uh, a Luton bus, and it's from the 1942 film called Cat People. There's a scene where the protagonist is kind of walking along, and the audience knows that there's this woman who turns into a cat and kills people, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you kind of know that there's a woman following her. So the the tension's built built up and built up and built up. And then you get this kind of release when you, she looks around and the woman's not there. And then all of a sudden, a bus comes along and because it's breaking, it hisses and it sounds like a cat. And yeah. that shocks the audience. And the audience goes, oh my God, oh no, it's only a bus that's grown. Yeah. So that, anytime there's like a false scare in a horror film, that's, yeah. that's called a Luton bus. A Luton bus, right. Yeah. Cool. Because the director was called Luton, it's called Luton yeah. bus. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's one of those things. Yeah. And Halloween's full of Luton buses and yeah. Yeah. Sheriff Brackett is... Is responsible for two of them, at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, pretty cool. Does he come across as quite creepy in the first encounter with Laurie? Definitely. Know. Yeah. So, yeah. In fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I, I could forgive first-time viewers for thinking he might be Myers. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's just a bit weird. He has that creepy line. Um, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like something from Scream, isn't it? It's strange. <laughs> like it's a weird thing. Uh, he's. His daughter is murdered, but you never, like, he he never finds it out on screen. Like, well, in part does he? two, he does. Yeah, okay. He yeah. Blames Loomis. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I, I quite like to watch Scream again. Just in, the, I think when I watched it when I was younger, um, it's probably in my late teenage years. I was a bit cynical about it. Yeah. And didn't really treat it with the respect it probably should have been treated with. Um, it's a good film because it touches on quite a lot of. Like, I think it was one of the first sort of films to touch on all the sort of tropes yeah. that happen yeah. in horror films. And then sort of like makes fun of them, but yeah. like, plays it out as a horror film as well. Yeah, Craven like. Yeah. yeah, it is actually. I I, I think I'm the same as you. Um, same as you do. I I didn't really um, read it at all when I was a kid or when I was you know, yeah. when I was younger. But it, I think it is a lot smarter than give it credit for. Wes Craven when he wants to be can be can be pretty clever, like yeah, pretty postmodern and. Meta, like I mean, West Craven's New Nightmare, which some people absolutely hate, I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and that's that's kind of post postmodern itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, mm. yeah, 
It is about um, now. Uh, you, you've probably seen a lot more recently than me, but it's um, the Wes Craven in the film. Wes Craven and the cast of of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street are making a new Nightmare on Elm Street. I think maybe <laughs> called New Nightmare. Okay, um, but. Uh, Robert Englund's in it and he plays himself Robert Englund's in it and he plays himself and he's a nice guy and everybody likes him um, and he as a character doesn't do anything bad but Freddy uh, Freddy then starts to haunt the cast and the production team and starts to like really like creepily threaten them and then kill them and pick them off and stuff and it's like you know it sort of revealed that the the thing that they tapped into with the first uh, Freddy movie wasn't um, wasn't just like total fiction. It was like something that had come to Wes Craven in like in a dream. Is that like Freddy had been trying to like build up the sort of uh, like Freddy being real and he'd been trying to like sort of almost almost like perversely divinely inspire um, his own sort of rebirth. Mm-hmm. Series movies. So is it Robert England that plays the real Friday? Yeah, um, yeah. To 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 kind of to kind of build up the legend of Freddy within the public consciousness. Yeah. So that he would then start appearing in people's dreams, and he could then find a way. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's it's really clever. <laughs> it's really nice. I can't remember. Um, yeah. And it's very meta, very like uh, almost like something from Kurt Vonnegut or something, but. Um, it's, uh, yeah. it's it's brilliant. It's yeah. really, really, really clever. I loved it. And I know I, I watched it with a couple of people who loved it and a couple of people who absolutely hated it as well. So yeah. It was total shit. No, I, I, I remember loving it. Um, yeah. I was quite young at the time, though. Yeah, well, the first time I watched it was really young. Four, I, think. I, I, I didn't get any of the, uh, the metafictional elements, but like when I watched it again, when it was later, I still loved it and yeah. I, I got it on a lot more levels than I, mm. you know. Yeah, so, mm. you, so you can see how he, he kind of then developed that idea and made Scream. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want to say? I was going to say just like before we get off the point. I think I might be wrong. I think uh, Don Pleasance was supposed to be Freddy. Really? I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure there's photos have uh, been released that like been recently weird. enough where yeah. uh, there's uh, photos of him being made up in the makeup. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he didn't in the end, so they got uh, Robert England. That would be weird because he's so like his him, face yeah. is so round and like. Cherubic or something. I could like. be wrong. I know it's some famous English actor. Yeah. But not entirely. I think Bane's Googling this anyway. So. Google it and nothing's going to nothing. I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw it on Reddit recently enough, but yeah. I can't remember mm. if it was him. That'd but be mad. Like, but definitely some other actor was going to be him yeah. originally and they have cool. like, photos of the guy made up. I thought it was Donald Pleasance, but... Mm, I wonder who it was. You're wrong. But uh, yeah, what were you going to... Well, I was just going to say I've never been a fan of really of Nightmare on Elm Street but I like um, obviously Last House on the Left and Hills of Eyes good film on the day yeah, yeah. I want to revisit that actually because it's been a while yeah. since I've yeah. watched it I'll watch it at some point again. have you guys ever seen De- Deadly Blessing no it's a pretty mm. good film it's in another film that Wes Craven film that featured your man um, Ron Berryman is it you know the kind of the guy from the Hills of Eyes, who was on the poster, he's kind of he's got the balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pointy yeah. nose. Um, yeah. I think it's Ron Berryman. And he's, yeah, he's a mad looking guy. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, what else has he been in? Has he? He's been in other things. Yeah, he? definitely. I've definitely seen him in. Yeah, he's in, uh, been in a few kind of horror films, but um, horror movies. So the only one that ever uh, sort of stands out to me that I remember the most is the people under the stairs. Yeah, remember that one. Yeah, it's, um, but that I mean that, that's not really that scary, is it? Really. 
It's more kind of creepy. Yeah. What is it? The people under the stars. No, I've never seen that. Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. Um, people under the stars. It's like a film. It's like this couple. Um, have, like, oh, is it the I keep having kids or something? Is that it? I can't remember the. I can't remember. All I remember is there's like those kids kept in their basement. Yeah. Or, but there's yeah. one managed to escape. But right. he got. Um, but I think the cut out his tongue at some stage. Right. Yeah. Um, but he got into the walls of the house. Yeah. But uh, I think... Uh, so I, I can't really remember the story around it, but this is the yeah. sort of situation for yeah. whatever reason. But uh, these um, week, this weekend, like, uh, people in the neighbourhood like sort of spread rumours about them, but they're mm-hmm. not really sure because no one's ever been in the house. Yeah. Um, but this weekend manages to break in one day and finds out that, yeah, there's a kid running around the walls. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I remember just because the the kids are protagonist, the protagonist is a kid. I remember just it's not very scary. It's kind of you can almost see it. Yeah, almost well, fifteen. Of, almost kind of verging so, on Goonies territory. It's kind yeah. of it's not really it's not really that that threatening a horror film. What do you call the other guy? And he's kind of a famous actor. I think he's dead now. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he's in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. It's the hmm. black guy. Um. Oh yeah, I can think of his face. I can't think of what else he, what, what he's been in or his name. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. Have you got Google there? Ian? You can... Yeah, I'm IMDb being the people under the stairs. Um, the the main guy, the Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. He's yeah. uh, Marcellus Wallace in the public Fiction. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, of course but the main guy in it, like I remember, I watched a film recently. Actually, when I was going to San Francisco on the plane, have you seen Brubaker? No. No. Um, it's that film with Robert Redford. It's about a prison, anyway. It's yeah. a corrupt prison or whatever. But there's a sort of a creepy bad guy in that, and I was trying to identify his face for ages. But he's yeah. the main guy in The People Under the Stars. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, well, not the main okay. guy, but the man of the house, um, mm-hmm. who also runs about in a gimp costume for most of the film, uh, with a shotgun, <laughs> Ever, trying Everett to shoot the guy in the walls. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a ridiculous film. You should watch yeah, it. That's <laughs> such amazing. Is it Everett McGill? I think so. He's in Twin Peaks. Is he? Who's Fire, he? Fire Walk With Me, Big Ed Hurley. Oh, okay. Yeah, it said something like that, because I looked him up on Wikipedia and said he'd done a lot of stuff with David Lynch. Yeah, cool. Is cool. It just, is, I can't remember a lot about Fire Walk With Me. I've, I watch it more recently than the series. No, but. it seems to be it seems to be in a few episodes, in like five or six episodes in season two of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, I can't think of Big, Big Ed Hurley is. But, but yeah, I, know, I, I would definitely recommend Deadly Blessing. It's... Um, Michael Berryman is part of this kind of Amish, like I can't remember what they're called, not Amish, but it's like that Amish-like kind of rural, kind yeah. of very, very religious community. And uh, a woman who lives in the house beside them, and her husband used to be part of them, but mm-hmm. defected, and for some reason they decided to not drive, not move far, far away, but to live right beside right. his, his yeah. family in their old church. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as you can imagine, all kind of kind of chaos breaks loose yeah kind of religiously you know that kind of cult kind of type film yeah. has a has a scene in a bathtub which eventually um, went to inspire that famous Nightmare on Elm Street bathtub scene with a hand coming oh, yeah, yeah. under the water <laughs> but yeah that's Craven back to Carpenter <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah uh, your woman who plays Linda was in a few other things. She was in uh, Carrie. Um, yeah, that's right. P- yeah. PJ Souls. 
She married Dennis Quaid, or was going out. With, yeah, I think she had a really? with Dennis Quaid. Yeah. He was supposed oh. to. I was another yeah. like a fact on it was IMDb. I read that on like yeah. uh, he was supposed to be one of the characters, wasn't he? Yeah, Dennis I think Quaid. so. Yeah, was he supposed to be Bob? Yeah. Then? And he was making. Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, he was making something else. I can't remember what he was making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think of Linda as a character? She's the shallowest character. Yeah, because she's supposed to be a cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah, I think she's a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think she's. I think she's like far too hyperactive. The totally thing mm. might have been funny at the yeah, time. Totally, like I'll be totally wiped out. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like what would be the equivalent, like fucking I don't know, yellow. Um, well, if if this was. 2012 but you know whatever the equivalent buzz what's it I don't know what kids say these days like the equivalent buzzword today like for what for totally like the equivalent of totally like well maybe like know. yeah like, like a lot or like amaze balls or like amaze balls yeah, yeah. yeah. kids don't say random something like that you know uh, yeah random yeah totally but, random I mean, that's again that's a couple of years back where we're out of touch yeah but uh, I mean that, that was obviously like amaze balls every, every kid was like it was a party of every teenager saying at the time like yeah um, <laughs> people say awesome a lot these days yeah awesome I'm, we've started saying but um, <laughs> yeah like I think I mean I think out of the three of them I think she's the one I would least like to hang around with I, I quite like Annie I think she's uh, quite a strong yeah. character yeah she is and, and she seems like the most kind of um, well I wouldn't say sensible because she almost gets them in trouble um, but she seems like the most mature I think yeah she drives yeah she drives she's got the weed has a wee biffed on there yeah I mean like, like I honestly can't imagine uh, Linda ever you know is that why yeah. she dies though because she uh, sort of is partakes in illicit acts I don't know well Carter <laughs> said he they didn't they didn't plan any of that like with that in mind they just said that like Laurie had her wits about her the most because she spent most of her time in her room. Well, I suppose they keep, ah. they keep mentioning stuff like that. It's like, oh, I didn't think you thought about stuff like that. Yeah. When they're talking about fellas. Yeah. But she does because she wants to be Ben Tremor. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so um, Laurie doesn't have anything to do on Friday night, so she's babysitting. Um, but the rest of them are fannying around. I mean, you know. Annie's kind of she, she's in that house alone and goes out mm-hmm. to the garage and Linda's having sex so she, she doesn't notice whenever her boyfriend gets killed and then that's how she gets it so and whereas you know Laurie's kind of because she's looking after two kids she's answering the phone looking out the window worrying about all that kind of stuff so maybe that's why I mean it, it, it seems to be dependent on when and who he interviews yeah. Carpenter he has a different answer sometimes he says yeah if you have sex you die that's the whole point and then other times he says no he seems to just right, seems yeah. to chop and change his opinion on yeah. um, I think it's a case of death of the author <laughs> probably death of the author yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no it's, it's interesting I suppose like um well, I, was, I think I read another interview with him where he said that he didn't mean for that to be the case, but it seemed to have led into a lot of yeah, other yeah. like it pretty much led the way for slasher films and that. Yeah, sense, yeah definitely. Which then what comes up in, in Scream, as you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the case in front of the teeth. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, yeah, mm. uh, much more. Alice is the only one who doesn't yeah smoke weed or get uh, naked or have sex. Yeah, and then uh, every pretty much every movie we've we've. What watched about it. tourist yeah. trap? Though? That, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the main character or the main female Molly, character. Molly, the final girl. Yeah, Molly, yeah, Molly she yeah. comes yeah. across yeah. as like quite like painted as quite virginal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because wearing the white dress and everything, but then but she, but she does skinny dip. Yeah, she she does, yeah. Thing. I think it's set up like that at the start. You think that's going to be the case, but then it's not. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that that's a nice wee tie in. Um, that that was another one of the films that uh, your man Erwin Yablans financed. Um, so he financed, uh, produced Halloween. Um, also did also produced Tourist Trap. Really, Roller Boogie, Nocturna, Granddaughter of Dracula. Never seen that. <laughs> yeah, Halloween right. two, hmm. Halloween yeah. three. And a film called Tank. You know, the fact that he kind of financed Tourist Trap, in fact, I, I remember saying, I remember recognising his name from the credits. But that's yeah. in, that's interesting, isn't it? Because remember we were saying during Tourist Trap that he wanted, he was disappointed with the music? And that's obviously because, oh, yeah. because oh, Halloween yeah. hadn't been such a success. Yeah. yeah. He was obviously worried that it was yeah. going to be... Yeah, okay. Not as good. He, yeah. just wanted, he just wanted another Halloween carbon yeah. copy. I did... Uh, Carpenter for some reason is brilliant with soundtracks. I, you know, he just seems to have a magic touch. Yeah, it's all it's quite minimal and like yeah, it's it's great though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like I always heard that the early screens of Halloween, um, it didn't have uh, any soundtrack. Um, really? Yeah, it was like they, they did a screen for um, like I'm not sure it was a test audience or maybe just studio execs, oh. and they were like, "That's terrible. That's really terrible. We can't release it. It's just really shit. Like it's just a really poor movie." And then he'll give us a couple of days and we get the sidetrack sorted. And he brought it back up in the sidetrack, and they all like, you know, Matt, this is brilliant. This is this is something else. This is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> and uh, not well, you know, not, not it definitely, definitely I, I use her for her pipe, her pipe, her pipe, hyperbole, there, obviously, like, but uh, yeah, apparently, it, it like the studio execs were like sort of complete 360 on it. And, uh, I was actually thinking that because 180. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that because I was actually thinking earlier on. I, I wonder what Halloween would be like if you didn't have any music. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think it would be as effective. I think the the, the music really does a lot, especially the, just the opening the opening kind of sequence yeah. zooming in and the on the uh, jack o' lantern. It's it's really really effective. Yeah, I think. It, it would be doing yeah. nonsense without it. Like it would just be. Uh, I think like the initial opening scene was supposed to be. Just a shaky cam um, going along, yeah, going along the uh, no, like a gutter, I think, yeah. on mm. the street, and eventually coming to something like a knife or maybe a jacket. I think, I think, I think it was a Halloween mask, a Halloween mask, mask. Yeah. clown mask, maybe. Yeah, because the, the uh, yeah, yeah, Myers mask they, was initially yeah. supposed to be a clown mask, That's right? Um, um, which is why the young Michael Myers has a clown suit at the start. I think. Yeah. The other bit of trivia I was reading was apparently um, Donald Pleasance only agreed to do the film um, sort of uh, coincidentally because of his soundtrack on Assault in Precinct 13 yeah um, but not because he'd heard it but I think it was his daughter oh yeah yeah, yeah had watched That's the right, film yeah. and thought the soundtrack by itself was amazing yeah and suggested to him that he should just do it because sound, uh, <laughs> yeah. the soundtrack was so good yeah that's cool which is strange <laughs> Donald Pleasance is when you think about it is in some very good, well, soundtrack movies. Yeah. Great Escape, 
Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah apparently he was in the war wasn't he he was like, well apparently yeah, he was yeah. in the war um, yeah, yeah um like he was a uh he like, flew planes and he got shot down yeah and he was in a prisoner of war camp right Whoa. and i think he was an actor before this uh-huh. but when he was shot down he was taken prisoner i think he was shot down either way he was taken prisoner mm-hmm. but um he used to act for the other uh prisoners Right. And they used yeah. to put on plays, and that's what he did. So. Yeah, no way, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah. He is pretty cool. What do you think of him in uh, Prince of Darkness? <clears throat> Plays the priest. That's right. I thought he was good. I thought he was very I good in Prince that. of Darkness. Um, you think he's better in that than he is in... Uh, way better. I, I don't know what it is. It's like there's a bit more conviction in the yeah. role or something. Maybe it's a better script. Yeah, it could be. Like and he's in Escape from New York. He's the president of the United that's States. That's right, yeah. It doesn't feature in it too much, though, does he? The president, you don't see him. Not really. No, he's got a good, good bit at the end when he guns down Isaac Hayes. <laughs> you are the Duke of New York. <laughs> you are a number one. I quite, I quite like Prince of Darkness. I don't know if we'll ever do it someday, but like, um, no, I'd be tempted to pick it. Yeah, I like how they try and explain some of it with science, you know, and the kind of yeah, yeah it's interesting, isn't it? I actually, history. I think, like, I think I've seen maybe seen it twice, and like not for years and years. But I think both times it was at Christmas, so it always sort of reminds me of Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that and the Monster Squad and just any hammer as well. I suppose the darkness. The last time I saw it was last year, the QFT in Belfast, because part of the BFI's Gothic season, they should, did have like a horror all nighter. Oh yeah, and it went um, from like eleven o'clock at night until eight o'clock in the morning, and we watched um, Blood and Satan's Claw. Uh, oh, what's that? The, the Devil Rides Out in you know, Hammer Films. Yeah. Christopher Lee and Prince of Darkness, and then finished with The Exorcist director's cut. And I think by far the highlight was Prince of Darkness. Seeing Prince of Darkness in the yeah. cinema was unbelievable. First two films are okay, but the Hammer film, especially, there were lots of giggles and lots of kind of you know, laughing at the shit um, mm. special effects and hokey dialogue. But whenever they were showing Prince of Darkness, it was just utter silence. It was just. <laughs> yeah, everyone cool. was just completely absorbed I actually turned up at that uh, that all night thing because it was my cousin's birthday and we were meant to like we were out out in the pub and we were meant to get a bus back to his house in Coney Island uh, Coney Island County Down Coney Island in New York I was, <laughs> was going to say um, <laughs> and uh, there was a really party there but I got separated from everybody and I missed the bus and I walked around nobody was answering their phone so I walked around town for like an hour and then eventually I was like I realised it was a QFT and I was like I'm just going to wait for the, the screen to finish and I'm going to slip in with all the rest of the guys and I'm going to come out for the smoke breaks and I'm going to join the thing but uh, it was really cool so I just went <laughs> oh see they uh, locked the doors at midnight yeah oh yeah well then that was it no, no one was allowed in after midnight we had to yeah. or those who smoked had to go out into the um, the alleyway should have gone around the, the alleyway should have gone the other way and so anyway that's that's my shit story about how I missed the bus and, <laughs> and the screening of uh, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> so and the, and the Exorcist director's cut. And the Exorcist director's cut. Which is what they yeah. finished off with. Yeah. Yeah. There was something, and it's something that I have never ever been able to get an answer to. And I've been watching Halloween all the years. I've been watching Halloween. Right. So you know, whenever Annie gets into the car and she gets strangled, mm-hmm. she gets into the car, and just before Myers attacks her, she looks. She looks at the windscreen and wipes it. And then turns and turns her face in the direction of the camera, looks really, really confused, mm-hmm. and then Mara starts strangling her. It yeah. looks, it looks really, really 
deliberate. Like it's it's not like she's just you know getting into the car and going ah, da 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 da. She's like she kind of notices something on the windscreen, wipes her finger, and then looks confused and then gets strangled. I I thought it was maybe. I thought it was maybe that there's condensation on the inside of the car. Yeah. Which that's is what I because thought, he yeah. has been in the car and she's yeah. going, if this is an empty car, why is there condensation? Is that yeah. it? I think that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but then it doesn't, because I think it's the way it's shot, it doesn't look like that. No, no because, it, because it there is fog like, on the outside. Yeah, yeah there's nothing, exactly, yeah, nothing, nothing clears when she wipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so I mean. thought maybe like the fog was on the outside and... That's, yeah, that, that, that sort of threw me as well, but I assume that's what they're going for and they just didn't yeah. really... But I mean, that's pretty sharp. Yeah, like, do you think you guys would think you guys would have the same reaction? Like, would I you go? I'd, would you go? There's condensation on the inside of the car, even though I haven't been in it for a few hours. That's a bit odd. Probably not. Just, you just uh, go on the condensation. I'd be more worried about how, I, you know, I couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't know, open what? the car. Because remember, she tries to open it, and it's yeah. Uh, I think is it locked or something? Then she goes to get the keys, and then she comes back and opens it. I see. Maybe that's what she'll. Maybe that's what she's. A bit more she, well, out. maybe that's maybe that's it. Yeah, she has just realised. I think yeah, yeah she does just realise that something, something's up. Something's up because she couldn't open it before. And she did it. She was distracted when she opened it again. She was like acting all natural. Or, yeah, she's like yeah. hold on the car. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that that's quite creepy. That that is really creepy. That's actually a really nice touch. Yeah, the conversation thing is it plays into it as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know how mm. it should. Yeah. yeah. Annie's another good example of how um, characters in slasher films do things that you just would not fucking do. For example, if you were at someone else's house and you spilled something in your shirt, yeah, would like, you take all your would you honestly take all your clothes <laughs> yeah. off and go out into the yeah, their, yeah. all the way down to the bottom of their garden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and go into the laundry and do your laundry? Like, of course you wouldn't. Who's you know, you go <laughs> like, all fuck it, yeah. butter. I suppose oh. it's butter it's melted, a lot of melted butter so maybe I suppose so if she cares about her clothes and she might not want it but I mean I, you just wouldn't though you, you, you take, know, yeah. you, you'd take one look at the dark garden and go like, fuck no. that yeah well, fuck that okay. Okay. Well, I don't, have, have you guys ever been in situations that are similar to horror films where something bad is maybe about to happen don't know. Um, being caught off guard I, twice it's happened to me yeah what do you mean uh, well there was that one time at at uh, I think, well, uh, my friends, uh, well, there's Kate and Steve and all those guys that Ian's friendly with. Mm-hmm. We went for the drive one time. You probably know the story, Ian. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't there yeah. yet. But basically, we're, when you're a kid and someone's passed their driving lesson, like, everybody just goes for drives constantly. Mm-hmm. So we took, like, two cars. There was me and Keith in one car, and I think there was Steve, my friend Neil. I can't remember who else was there now. Maybe Darren was there. I think Darren was there. But anyway, I went for this drive. We were going to Dremore. Um, by the time we got there it was pretty late it was very dark um, so kind of like there's a car park There's when you go into this park it's like a sort of national park but when you go into it there's one long driveway on either side of it there's ditches so when you go down to it then you come to the car park so we came into the car park which is just one big gravel you know sort of open area um, we parked there for a while and we went none of us had torches it's way too dark let's just go because this is just pointless. Um, I think 
Steve, uh, uh, what I think he was in Darren's car. They started their car fine. I was in Keith's car, and like Keith had this old crappy banger at the time, which doesn't start most of the time. <laughs> and this happened to be one of the times where it just didn't start. It's classic. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so he went, "Oh, don't worry about it. I've got jump cables. This happens all the time." Yeah. And luckily enough, Steve's car, which had started, was fine, so that could jump our car. But for whatever reason, the I think the wires were maybe broken because it used them so much, mm-hmm. so it didn't start the you know his car. So Steve went, "Don't worry." Um, my girlfriend, she she lives in Dramara Village, which isn't too far away. Um, her she lives with her dad. He he, may, well, I can phone him and ask if he uh, has any. But then, lo and behold, none of us could get signal on our phones. Yeah. <laughs> So they had so to. Like, you go for a pee? Well, well <laughs> they had to drive um, a wee bit away to go and phone them, um, and they managed to like get through to them. And he said, "Yeah, I've got jumper cables. I'll be there in about twenty minutes." Um, and then he he came. Well, they came back pretty much like five minutes later and said, uh, "We'll just sit here for about five minutes or so, um, and then they're going to come." Um, well, they said it'd be about twenty minutes, but uh, we'll just wait here and it'll be grand. And then. A th- I think about 10 minutes later we could see the entrance to the the park you know where the that one path is where the ditches mm-hmm. are on either side uh we could see this car driving down and we thought it's just other people who are you know looking to go for a walk or whatever even though it's really dark yeah. <laughs> and then that didn't go full the whole way down they just stopped halfway down this like sort of driveway thing and we were both going, this is a bit weird. Like, you yeah. know, why didn't they come into the car park? And uh, we were kind of thinking, well, we can't even leave now because they're halfway down this driveway because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's big enough for one car to get down. And we are just kind of going, this is really strange. <laughs> and then sat there for, like, maybe another five minutes or so. And, like, they didn't have any lights on in the car either. And we are going, this is really strange. And then someone got out of the car um, and sort of slowly came down the path towards where we were um, and it, they were wearing this like weird Halloween mask fuck yeah we were all going oh my god oh my god <laughs> this is really strange this is like what are we going to do what are we going to do and then he ever so slowly like came up to the cars and started yeah. walking around them and like looking in like you know he actually came up to the car doors and stuff that's bad and like my friend Keith at the time was going should I get out should I do something I was going no what if he's got a knife or something yeah yeah (laughs) like just stay in the car stay in the car Um, but he really wanted to get out and just uh, jump him Um, and then it was made even worse the guy started like trying to open the car door like he went up to the handles and everything Um, like um, I think I remember Steve who was sitting in the other car because we were beside each other like, he sort of wound down the window ever so slightly and went, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he'd done this for about five minutes or whatever, but then he took off the mask and it turned out it was Julie's dad. Jesus Christ. Who had uh, <laughs> never, never met Steve until this point. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was mental. He's lucky he didn't kill him or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If, if Steve <laughs> or if Keith had have, like, jumped him and attacked him, <laughs> would he have stopped? <laughs> yeah, Cam wouldn't really have a chance, would he? Yeah, but apparently he toned down his original prank. Um, Julie had to stop him. Julie got out of the car. She was, like, ducked down in the passenger seat. Um, she said that her dad had wanted to fill up two petrol cans full of water <laughs> and start throwing them all over <laughs> our car. Yeah... <laughs> And what a fucking great guy that's, that's <laughs> no. amazing the the thing is that if Keith had got out and had gone for it Keith would have absolutely 
pummeled him into the ground. <laughs> um, because because knowing now that it's Julie's dad and not a psycho, yeah. he, he might not have been able to do much about it. Yeah, we were properly shitting ourselves yeah, as well. I think so. I would have been shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I think it was the the darkness added to by the mobile phones not having any signal just didn't help. <laughs> you see, that's like you know a good example of kind of Carpenter's influence on on horror and scaring people because mm. you know if Carpenter hadn't made a Halloween, you know he might have come down dressed as like Frankenstein's monster or a ghost or yeah. you know Dracula or something. Yeah. But this kind of realist, yeah. realist all American nihilist <laughs> slasher has penetrated our consciousness to the extent that. Or sorry, Mr. Wallace. But Mr. Wallace. Steve will laugh at that if he ever listens. But he probably won't. No, he won't listen. Um Yeah. The second time was when um well, I think I told you guys recently I got broken into. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy came into my room, and that was weird. Actually, I don't know if you did tell me that. That's not. Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the only reason I woke up, because yeah. he sort of ventured into my room first, and Jeez. I just saw that silhouette sort of peering around the door. Yeah. And then, just because you're in such a dazed state, because you've just been woken up, you kind of yeah. you get up, and you open the door, and then you go, oh, there's a burglar in my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, lock the door. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I suppose it kind of makes you think about films in that respect, like yeah. what you would you would do. Yeah, definitely. Because it definitely panicked, so like you know, it wasn't. <laughs> a guy I know um, who I uh, haven't received in a while, but my my, my friend was talking to him uh, recently. Said he um, he was like on the third or fourth floor of his house, looking out under the main road. He saw some guys trying uh, trying to open the doors of cars. And uh, he um, he was going to phone the police, but then he saw them jump over his wall and run around his back door. And he thought, "Shit, my back door is not locked." And he's up on the fourth floor, so he heard the back door open, and he went, "Right, that's it." And he grabbed the golf club, and he did that thing that he he'd seen in movies, where he like put it behind his neck and like put his arms, his like hands over the club, <laughs> so he could walk down. And he had a shirt off. Um, which looked really and, cool and hard yeah it looked really cool and hard and walked down <laughs> walked down the stairs but got stuck got the golf club stuck in the banisters of the stairs and, uh, <laughs> and couldn't move because he had his arms stuck like <laughs> so it was totally trapped and apparently made so much noise that he heard one of the burglars go fuck there's somebody coming <laughs> and they let, ran out of the house and they jumped the stair at the hedge and ran away and he was still stuck there going like shit <laughs> just left there yeah. dangling so he was going to make his own horror movie and it just <laughs> it just turned into a big farce like I don't think anything like that has ever happened <laughs> no, I mean that your ma- um, Julie's dad you know, stalking you guys that's just that's absolutely terrifying yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah well, I suppose it brings it back to like how those characters react in horror films now for me. yeah would you do that like would you panic that much but I don't think you'd do what like Laurie's character does and just be calm and sit in the same room yeah. With your back to the dead body, well, I, I know, think no, is the definitely dead not. Like, yeah, but the bit where she um, initially gets in through the door after she's just, you know, been uh, kind of after she after she's been across to the, the other house and she discovers the, you know, the bodies and stuff. 
And she finally gets back to Tommy's house and Tommy lets her in and tells him to run upstairs. Um, and then she sees that the window's open. You'd be absolutely bricking yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, Shit, yeah. that window's been open the entire time. He's definitely yeah. in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like, it is one of those things where you just think, if you were in that situation and you did actually manage to stun the killer enough that he was lying on the ground, you wouldn't go, oh, that, that one stab to the neck with a knitting needle has definitely, yeah. has definitely finished him off. Yeah, like, you'd dismember him. Yeah, like, you, would, you, would, you would keep going. You'd keep yeah. going until there was nothing you'd left. You'd tap into your, yeah. like, your deepest animal instinct and you would just... You'd be jumping on his head. Yeah, you would actually just be like, yeah. jumping on top of his head until he was yeah. definitely dead and you go, well, okay, that's it. You wouldn't, you know, yeah. go. Oh, you know, I, I managed to, I managed to flick his ear. Oh, he's definitely dead now. I think yeah. I remember because I, I watched it with guys I live with. But I think I remember at the time saying, at least cut his hands off or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah at least dodge out his eyes. <laughs> you know, like if you get the eyes, even if he is alive, he's probably mm. not going to get you. So at least gouge out his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Still be pretty. Either of those acts. Either of those acts would be pretty awful to do. Though, yeah, it would be. Uh, but I suppose in Halloween two, she manages just to shoot out his eyes. Shoot out his eyes. Yeah, at the end of Halloween two, she shoots him. Shoots him in the eyes. I can't remember a whole a good deal about Halloween two. I remember the whole like, twist, good. sister twist and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's the ante. Yeah, this is one of the things I was I was saying like. It's in a it's a bit set in a hospital. Isn't yeah, it's it? set in a yeah, hospital because yeah. it's it's on the same night. Yeah. I, um. So like Halloween says was the kind of first American slasher film, but I think Friday Thirteenth is kind of like the first body count film. So that's the first film where the kind of number and um, inventiveness of the deaths um, mm-hmm. becomes important, and that arguably has a has a greater influence on kind of subsequent slasher yeah, films yeah. because I mean like if you look at Halloween. The opening murder sequence is probably the most graphic and violent. Then we have Annie gets strangled, Linda gets strangled, and Laurie doesn't die. Mm-hmm. So there is, and well, Bob gets impaled, I suppose. But you know, like there's no blood, and you don't see the knife going in or anything like that. Like, yeah. It's actually, it is actually quite tame. And um, it's not really until Friday the Thirteenth that you get kind of you know arrows on people's eyes and yeah, people yeah, being yeah. decapitated <laughs> and you know kind of a bit more inventive deaths. Aye. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting from that respect, and maybe that's kind of why. I don't know. Like, would that maybe be why it's kind of? Do you kind of because like you were saying that you really enjoyed Maniac, and like Maniac's quite violent. Um, so would that be a reason why you didn't really like Halloween? Not not that you only like films that are gory and violent, but it, because there was something lacking. Maniac's strange though. Like I wouldn't. Um, Maniac's not as good as Don't Go in the House. Like, um, like, is it, you guys haven't seen Maniac, have you? Uh, no. No. It's not as good as Don't Go In The House. No, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but then, like, Maniac's, like, kind of, it's a bit shit as well, though, but it's, like, you're willing to forgive it for a lot of that. Um, it's okay. not as good as Halloween. Like, Halloween's a lot more, like, it, it is arty. It's, it's, it's the, the sort of experience of the whole thing there is, um, it's, I'm trying to think of the words to describe it. Like you, you get absorbed a bit more into the atmosphere, but I think it's just the general storylines at times. Uh, like Donald Pleasant's character didn't really understand for the most part. Like, like we've as we've discussed. Yeah. Um. The whole way that Michael Myers exists didn't really get, and then the confusion about the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I think it's lacking in a few places but I also think that there's a lot of 
There's a lot of uh, positives out of it as well. But yeah. compared to Maniac, I don't know if you can compare them. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's fair to compare them. <laughs> like um, you should you should watch Maniac. Um, anybody out there as well should watch it. And like because I suppose they're both considered slashers. It's weird as well that they're both in the same category of slasher because like Maniac's just ridiculous. It's just violent death after violent death. Yeah. Whereas Halloween doesn't really have violent deaths. Not it's, at all. Really, yeah. it's all about the suspense, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I think it was, a, it was sort of a tribute to Psycho or a tribute to Hitchcock. Um, yeah. And but uh, without the storytelling factor. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's the all the links, you know. Sam Loomis is mentioned, and mm-hmm. they got Janet Lee's daughter, Ronnie Deborah Hill. They um, auditioned a few people, and Deborah Hill thought it would be a good idea to have Janet Lee's daughter. You know, the kind yeah. of mm-hmm. that'd be another selling point for the film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were there any other kind of psycho, psycho kind of crossovers? Before before I rewatched it, I thought there was a murder in a shower, but it's obviously a, yeah, mm. uh, it's obviously a later one. Well, how do you guys think it uh, rates compared to Don't Go in the House? Halloween. Yeah, I. I think I, I think it's a substantially better film than Go to Go in the House. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think it is, but uh, I think, think Go in the House is is a very it's obviously a very different movie, but um, which I think stands above what it what it seems to be. A lot, but I think yeah, I think Halloween has the edge on it. Well, yeah, I think great, like. I felt a bit more disturbed by Don't Go in the House. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's more disturbing. Definitely, yeah. It's more kind of, um, especially that that opening, opening uh, murder scene with the woman tied up. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, there isn't great. really anything particularly. Sh- I mean, as far as I know, Halloween's never really had any trouble with the BBF- BBFC. Um, so I don't think it's really you know. Um, suffered kind of much censorship or cuts yeah. or outrage really because there's no like because there's no swearing in it really is there like in Halloween yeah I don't think there is no is there? maybe not no. actually yeah. Um, it's a good point yeah. the blood like doesn't really exist for the most part there's one murder that has some blood in it isn't it is that <laughs> the, the, the first murder that's the only murder that we've that seen in yeah um, there's two strangulations and, and, and it's like you, you don't see blood and then you see a corpse with blood yeah, and you tend to only see corpses with blood. It's the, the same with the um, the oil truck or the Phelps garage. Phelps garage driver yeah. and uh, see some sort of some blood on Laurie's hand as well. I think. Yeah, when she gets might be somewhere at some point, but not very. And he misses her, and he's just scratch scratches yeah, her arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I these days, it's still an eighteen though, isn't it? Like the Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if it was released these days, I think it would just be a fifteen. Yeah, I, there, there is some like. Partial nudity. Apart from that, yeah, maybe apart from the nudity, nudity, I guess. And there's marijuana, I suppose, as well. I suppose got to see that in the but then there's mind. nudity in Titanic, and it's a 12, isn't it? Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, the same amount of nudity, really. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. know how to judge it, though. I do agree. You, I mean, do you know? Um, um, Ian, sorry. I agree. I mean, like, I want to see uh, Annabelle there. The, oh, yeah. The, was it? And, uh, I think it was okay. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a 15. Yeah. And I think if that can get away with 15, Halloween probably can get away with 15. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like the nudity might have been a problem. It's, it's whether or not the, the board would have thought that the um, Linda's um, strangling scene was kind of se- sexualizing uh, the violence, but I really don't think it is, and I think it's because of the nihilistic way in which Michael Myers picks picks up his victims. Well, yeah. So like, whenever like uh, like Bob obviously goes down to get her her beer and gets killed, and then Myers comes back up with the sheet over him and the glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think that it's a bit? 
far-fetched that Linda didn't immediately go... I mean, like, like, do you think it's realistic that she thought that that, that was Bob? Uh, He's just standing there. I, th- I think... No, I think that is realistic enough, yeah. Because, I mean, she, she, why would it be anybody else? Really? And it's Halloween. You know? And it yeah. seems like an arsehole anyway. Yeah. It looks yeah. like something an arsehole would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just Wearing like, his glasses. Yeah. yeah. It's like, for fuck's sake, not again. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought the line, what's the matter, can't I get your ghost, Bob? Is a bit of a weird line. It's obviously kind of reference, a sexual reference, but yeah. can't I get your ghost? What the fuck does that mean? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that just like the you, best? Uh, you, you, you sent, that, sent a message to both of us earlier saying, can <laughs> I get your ghost? And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> it it took me a while to realise, oh yeah, that's what she says. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, apparently... Um, that's what she says. <laughs> apparently uh, PJ Sewell's was in one of the kind of first theatrical screenings and she was sitting right behind some guy whenever the ca- whenever she delivers the line on screen uh, can I get your ghost Bob the guy shouted out something like um, you can have my ghost anytime or yeah, definitely I think it's anything you like yeah no that's what it was see anything like yeah like you bet your ass we do yeah something like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an yeah because like in, in Scream when they're watching Halloween and that scene um, happens all the people watching it are going mental and you think you know I know come on 18 year old American kids <laughs> yeah. in the mid 90s and they'd be turned on by that yeah you know I suppose maybe. by a brief glimpse of a nipple yeah <laughs> um, my experience of going to the cinema like anytime I've been over to the states it's like strange it's like it's like audience participation is almost welcomed yeah, they all yeah. kind of shout and... Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's made some films enjoyable, though. Like, I remember seeing um, a terrible, terrible film. Do you, you guys remember Triple X? Yeah. That, I, like, I can't remember even why I went to see that. I just remember going... With, I was in New York at the time, went with my dad. I don't think there was much else on, but I uh, went to see that. And it just made the film better. The people were screaming the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really did make it better? It, yeah, just because it's such a shit film. Huh. <laughs> You know, like whenever he, like the first time he gets laid in the film, people are going, "You!" Woo! <laughs> 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 remember he snakes yeah. a plane, which was shit, and uh, in, in Belfast, not even in America. And when uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, "That's right, that's it. I've had enough of these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking plane." Everybody stood up and cheered, like a stand, standing ovation. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I thought, "Well, this is cool." <laughs> there, there was some film I went to say I can't remember what it was now, but one guy got up and started clapping at the, the credits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I, I went to see bad. Blazing Saddles in um, the QFT uh, and uh, it was like one of those ones where people come dressed up and stuff it was like yeah. a Blazing Saddles no, like, yeah it was whatever but um, there was <laughs> one line where goes, uh, the sheriff is near and he says he says the sheriff is a nigger and there's one guy one guy in the screen laughed at that really, oh really loudly and it stopped like <laughs> oh dear. That, that abruptly I realised shit I'm the only guy laughing and everybody else was like oh and you could hear people going oh <laughs> <laughs> big racist and, uh, boy in the corner yeah. and I, I'm sorry I had to use that word um, to establish the context there but that's within context yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just for anyone listening uh, Paul is actually black <laughs> <laughs> So he's allowed to say that. <laughs> he's not really. And you'll never find out otherwise. <laughs> or is he? <laughs> well, with that, uh, with that 
on that bombshell <laughs> on that bombshell <laughs> on that, that like total total failure of political correctness why don't we have a clip yep uh, we'll do um, uh, Loomis talking to Sheriff Brackett when they just come to the old Myers house and they're kind of stalking it out wonderful I met him 15 years ago I, I was told there was nothing left no reason no uh, conscience no understanding and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death of, of good or evil right or wrong I met this six year old child with this blank pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes the devil's eyes I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. So, yeah, um, Loomis and Brackett uh, having a wee chat there. Oh, they're going at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. That's the bit where they've just discovered. I can't remember what it is. It's like a rat or something on the floor, and they realize yeah, the, that just tried to eat it. A really, um, <laughs> yeah, really weird squeaky noise going the whole way through that uh, that whole scene. Um, yeah, um, is that, that what that was? Sorry, the thing on the floor. I do you really see what it is? I don't know if you see what I it thought is. it was like something taking a dump on the floor. I guess, but but sorry, because I'd watched this with other people at the time, something Maybe. had happened. I took my attention off for a second. Um, and came yeah, back see, I got sort of distra- distracted yeah. in the scene as well, and I then I, like I kind of got brought back is by it? this weird squeaking noise that was going on. But, so, uh, is it supposed to be he's killed an animal? Because I, yeah, in my head, because I remember going, "Is has someone taken a dump on the floor?" And that's what they've seen, and they've said it's an animal. No, because Pleasant says <laughs> that's okay. Oh, he's hungry, <laughs> and then yeah. Brackett says, "Oh, no man could do that," and then Pleasant says, uh, "This is no man." That, that's why I thought someone had taken a dump on the yeah, floor. Yeah, man. What kind of man would do a shit on the floor? Oh. <laughs> it's not... Uh, it's not a dog, is it? Because I know... I, I was reading a, a body count, um, and a body count said seven, including two dogs. Yeah. Who are the two? I remember the Alsatian. There's Lester, the Wallace's yeah. dog, and there must be... Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a dog. So it's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, at, at the graveyard, at first, I thought... The grave's tiny? The, Sorry, the grave is tiny. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it, I, I was like. What it's tiny. Fuck? I, at first, yeah. I thought like he'd he the, the picture was so blurry. I thought it was like a murdered dog, but it wasn't. It was a hole in the ground. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was watching HD, and I thought I still thought it was. Uh, it's tiny. Yeah, it, it is. is. Um, but no, but that's it. That's not a grave. He's dug up the the tombstone. Um. um. Yes, and yes. I stood it on the bed, so yes. that, that's what it was. So it looked at first like shit. He's, he's dug a really tiny grave. That's actually ineffectual. But, uh, actually, because we're talking about, about about Judith Myers again, there was something else that I wanted to talk about, and this has been discussed by various other people. It is the length of time that it takes Judith and her boyfriend to have sex at the start yeah, of the film. Yeah, it's like it's unbelievable. It's like three seconds. It's. I, I counted it. It's one minute twenty two seconds. Okay. That. Every <laughs> <laughs> time they walk up the stairs, and the time he's like putting on his jumper, so he. Uh, not 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 even that amount of entire yeah. that amount of time. Also, uh, did you notice? I mean, they are teenagers, but did you notice that uh, when um, what do you call PJ Soul's character? Uh, Linda and Bob have sex. Linda and Bob have sex. It's even worse. It's uh, yeah, and it's like I, 10 I, I I think that's maybe meant to be like. 
particularly short. I don't know, because, because Linda, you would think maybe they would write Linda, you know, be a bit disappointed, but she's like, fantastic. Yeah, is she... Is and she's she like, is genuinely pleased. Yeah, is she genuinely pleased? Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching it at the time and going, oh, that was quick, you know, yeah. sending a friend, like, oh, that was quick, but then going, oh, it's a film, and maybe it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. a yeah. short amount of time and not, like, you know, over... Yeah, because like they're not yeah, going to have them have sex for like four, forty-five minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or a beautiful love scene. Of, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but no, yeah. but, because whenever he goes down to get her the beer, she lights up a cigarette and she just she looks so content. Yeah, she's like she, that is that character is sexually satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's what like ten seconds, if even. Yeah. If even. But yeah, one minute twenty-two seconds. Maybe from, we're doing it wrong. Who knows? From your man. <laughs> Like from them leaving <laughs> the apart the living room and then your man coming down the stairs again. That's a pathetic amount of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so says Ian. <laughs> I'm just going through all my notes. Um, <laughs> on how to make love. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. <laughs> whenever, um, whenever Laurie, um, like she's seen, you know, Myers, and then he disappears behind the hedge and stuff. And then she goes home, and she sees him standing standing outside. Mm-hmm. It's one of those moments where he's standing outside, and then the camera pulls away, and then the camera goes back, and he's not there anymore. Yeah. But the character hasn't pulled away. The character's been staring outside the window the entire time, so the audience has the whole look away, look yeah. back, and he's gone. Yeah. But she, but she can't. No, she doesn't. Yeah, that's she's looking the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I, I wanted to notice it as well myself. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't <laughs> no. make any sense. Um, it's another one of those moments like why would the young Ma- why would young Michael Myers look at his own hand stabbing um, yeah, just yeah. wouldn't have him um, and also I can't believe that Tommy doesn't notice the car crawling really, I know, really yeah, slowly yeah, yeah, along yeah, the street yeah. beside him I mean a young kid who's just been bullied and yeah. is probably shaking and full of adrenaline do you, you would notice a, a massive wagon just broke his pumpkin yeah. yeah what do you think yeah. a kid would say something about like how he'd been not attacked but like remember Michael Myers kind of like he grabs him doesn't he he doesn't grab Tommy he grabs one of the kids who's bullying yeah. Tommy oh does he yeah I, for some reason I thought it was him yeah. but um and then the shit is bullies ever <laughs> yeah. they don't have anything to say other than the boogeyman yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be bullies. Well, something a bit more inventive than just <laughs> yeah. shouting the word of the boogeyman over and over again. <laughs> well, bullies are stupid. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, also, the whenever um, in that kind of deleted scene, um, whenever Linda comes to borrow the blies, um, they're convinced that, that at this stage they're convinced that Michael Myers is someone called Steve Todd. <laughs> some guy they know whose brother, whose brother has a wagon I thought that was kind of funny because my name's Todd you see um, yeah. that's right yeah I didn't even pick it on that there's a song that uh, Laurie keeps singing um, throughout the film yeah what is that song like, I wish I had you all alone or something like that I remember finding that particularly creepy because she'd just been with that wee kid Oh god, yeah. that's so weird. Yeah. She's obviously thinking about Ben Is that also well, yeah, the song? Yeah, but like, it's just because she's been walking around the street with this Tommy. Yeah, and then that's true. Yeah. Like engages with him about something, and then goes off and starts singing this song. <laughs> oh, Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd go alone like I will later this evening. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to abuse you, Tommy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Is that the? Uh, 
the song that Annie is also singing when she um, is uh, walking to it for the car she's sort of whistling yeah she's combing her hair and stuff she's singing yeah. something as well isn't she I can't remember I wonder what that song is. That 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 would have been a good thing to research before this. Yeah, before. it's another one. She's <laughs> she sings it in another one of the um, TV scenes. Yeah, so it's kind of another thing that's further kind of emphasized. We need to research that, and we'll tweet about it afterwards. Uh, now we won't. We'll forget. <laughs> we're, we're really drunk. We'll have to tweet about the uh, the artist though. Cause then yeah, was well, that not to speak about that artist? Because yeah, I was sure you were talking about your man that we were. You know, no, it's definitely a different one. Yeah. Uh, it is Dark Arts Start, or Dark Arts, Arts Porter is pretty good. Hmm. I think that's kind of the crux of my notes. Yeah. Well, well I, like I thought the wee rhyme at, at, the, at the start of the film, you know, that kind of goes and goblins on Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. that's pretty cool I mean like, I'm not aware of that rhyme at all it must be it must be an yeah. American thing I don't know but it could it be a composer film like in the same way that uh, One Two Freddy's Comfrey is um, oh god I wonder like, yeah, I wonder did Carpenter make that for the film or did he yeah. um, the, the One Two Freddy's Comfrey rhyme is pretty fucking scary yeah <laughs> three four but knock your door five six hmm. get a crucifix get a crucifix Seven, seven, eight, eight. Seven, better stay up better late. Better stay up late. Nine, don't, ten. Not, don't stay up late. Jesus, that's how you get killed. <laughs> Nine, ten, never sleep again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly fell down. Stay up late. Nine. Yeah. Don't um, stay up late. Okay. Um, so, yeah, unless we have anything else to say about Halloween, it's time to give our final review and scores out of 17 I guess okay. well there's one more thing that's not very interesting and it's also not that accurate okay good that's the, <laughs> so you know the interesting or sorry the, the, the intro at the start where you zoom in on the pumpkin mm-hmm. yeah um, do you know the way there's a slit between the nose and the mouth yeah I noticed that as well because so, I, I just made a jack-o'-lantern the night before uh, and, but uh, sort of looks like a knife yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember coming across this. There's someone online who thinks that it looks, and they got the still of Michael Myers. They think it looks like the silhouette of Michael Myers stabbing someone. It doesn't at all. <laughs> but they, they zoomed in on the yeah. eye, one of the eyes, and the, the that nose with the line coming down. Yeah, because it sort of vaguely looks like a knife, and the silhouette that they caught vaguely looks like this image. <laughs> So mm. their theory is that's what he meant, but it's not. <laughs> it's clearly not. I mean, especially if you consider the way in which the film was made, you know, quite very low budget doing things yeah. quite quickly. Although I, I, I did wonder about that slip going down from the nose to the mouth because I just made a jack-o'-lantern and you don't need to do that slip down from the nose to the... It does seem like one of those things that just think, it seems strange. It seems like someone's decided that that's the way you do it or something. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like most jack-o'-lanterns are like that. But, uh, it's just weird, isn't it? The one I made wasn't like that. Another reason it wasn't like that either. But um, one of the things I was also wondering was, to what extent has the film Halloween influenced the proliferation of Halloween as the American holiday as we know it? Mm. Had Halloween never been invented or the film never been made, would would you know? Would would we now do jack o' lanterns and I scary knives and don't things know. like that? I mean, like when you, if you watch uh, movies like Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or a uh, Mickey and St. Louis. Even have you ever seen a Mickey and St. Louis? No, no. Uh, it's 
I I loathe in in the context of a horror movie podcast I tell you it's, it's, it's a movie you should watch but you should definitely watch it it's brilliant <laughs> it's, a, it's really really lame super lame it's one of those movies you can watch with your granny like <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but there, there's uh, it, it goes through every season but uh, Halloween is a big big deal in that like it's a really big deal in that yeah and, uh, I uh, I I think Halloween the film maybe it, it, it I think it more played into it and, and contributed by I don't know contributed maybe like by by proxy rather than rather than actually contributed by it's, like innovation it's but um, it's um, no I think Halloween in America has always been a big thing like maybe more so maybe it maybe like. Uh, Contributed to the rise of Halloween in like Britain and Ireland and uh, uh, in Europe. Yeah, but, um, I think we've appropriated American Halloween kind of culture. It's yeah, we definitely have. Yeah. I mean, um, but what, yeah, because one one of the things I was thinking of was um, whenever they're kind of telling the story about how they came up with Halloween and the whole babysitter babysitter murders thing, and then someone suggested having it on Halloween, and everyone going, "Oh my god, that's a class idea." When you think that like there had there had already been a a horror film based around Christmas, yeah, the uh, the, the the fact that Christmas was thought of before Halloween, I yeah. think says it all. Because now we would think, of course she would set a horror film. In yeah, Halloween. yeah, of course, of course she would. Definitely. But the fact that that was a novel idea, I think, suggests that it was. It, it wasn't necessarily inevitable or or a given. Yeah, true. And also, if the director of Black Christmas told John Carpenter that his idea was to set it at Halloween, yeah. At first, that might—that's—it's sort of at odds at the fact that they didn't. Yeah. Halloween originally, you know. That it wasn't obvious to them that of all yeah. the, of all the holidays you could choose, Halloween yeah. would be the one. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what Halloween. I don't think Halloween's a big deal in in England, Wales, maybe Scotland. Is it not? I don't know if it is. You don't see a lot of. I, I don't know. It's, it's not like there's a bonfire night in England anyway, or in, oh, yeah. in Britain. It's bonfire night. It's like Northern Ireland. Guy ha- Fox Halloween night? has always been a big thing, but trick or treating and stuff like that was always something that we weren't allowed to do because yeah. I, I don't know why. But I think maybe because Belfast wasn't really safe for kids to wander around maybe. for a long time. Like, um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to do it. No, I remember uh, we we did it when I was about eleven or twelve. Which would have been about ninety six, maybe. Yeah, I did it once or twice when I was about eleven or twelve, but not. We all went around and doing trick or treating, and the vast majority of people on my street didn't know what trick or treating was. Yeah, well that's so it. So yeah, they would just exactly. out to the door, yeah. a bunch of kids dressed up weirdly, and they would we would shout trick or treat, and they would just stand and look at us blankly, going, what "Yeah, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean?" <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, I remember calling calling some guy and he's like, "Oh no, thanks, no thanks, no. You keep that there. You keep your sweets." And I was like, "Well, of course we're going to keep our fucking sweets. Yeah, you're supposed to give us sweets." Yeah, <laughs> and then we were like, "Are we meant to trick him?" And uh, yeah, exactly. We like, That's the thing. No, probably not. I don't know how <laughs> what What are the rules? Is it we, against the law to trick him? Basically, <laughs> and, uh, just give me sweets. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like we have a ball of trick or treat sweets sitting down there for yeah exactly like, we, we so if you're like, in the neighbourhood call around like. but uh, <laughs> but uh, no way we a, a bowl of treat tre- I, I just looked at the microphone as I said it. but uh, uh, yeah I mean like kids do call around every every night yeah. to get stuff around I mean like nowadays but in, I don't know like yeah. 20 years ago and it wasn't happening it's exemplified by the fact that we didn't really even know what we were doing 
No. no. Like, I didn't know if Trek meant... Somebody says, set fire to their car. Yeah, or or, <laughs> Wait for them. or they say, no, um, you have to do a dance now or a song. Or, <laughs> yeah, is, is, yeah, that yeah. Is, that, is that the trick, or is the trick, you know, when you egg their house <laughs> afterwards? Yeah. yeah. It must have some history somewhere, though. Like, I mean, what? Like, trick or treating. Like, it must be some sort of pagan thing. Yeah, yeah, it must be. There yeah. was one night a year where you either had to, like, respect children or they would yeah. do something horrible <laughs> yeah I wonder not, not necessarily horrible but you well know isn't I mean? that all about a, like appeasing evil spirits isn't yeah it? Isn't I mean that, like, isn't that why you wear maybe, why yeah. you dress up it's, just, it's the Celtic thing so it, like it's come from like Ireland Scotland like yeah. Savoin is it Savoin Savoin yes Savoin yeah Sawoin. Um, it's spelled Samhain yeah but it, it's it's but also like it's probably come from like all those Gallic countries yeah Gallic yeah, whatever doesn't matter, France. <laughs> <laughs> All those Gallic countries like France. I know they... And, and just France. They have a similar uh, word in Spain. They, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, and uh, But in America, has the has mishmash of traditions, like, yeah. like has it has it burst yeah. trick-or-treating? As it is, well, uh, remember in, in Halloween 2, Michael Myers breaks into the, the school and he writes Sam, Samoin, Sam Hain, which pleasance mispronounces as Sam Hain on the chalkboard. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Actually, really, I've got a kind of quote from Deborah Hill. Yeah. Um, I think this was a Fangoria interview cool. um, when the film was just come out. So she says um, the idea was that you couldn't kill evil, and that was why we came about the story. We went back to the old idea of Savoyne, that Halloween was the night where all the souls are let out to wreak havoc on the living, and then came up with the story about the most evil kid who ever lived. And then John came up with this fable of a town with a dark secret of someone who once lived there, and now that evil has come back, that's what made Halloween work. Oh, okay. So even they were aware of the kind of Savoy yeah, you know, yeah, okay. um, <clears throat> thing. But yeah, I mean, I just because I was talking about this with a Spanish friend of mine who was saying that they don't really do Halloween. And it's no. kind of novel for her to be over here and yeah. experiencing because we, we. I think it is really a, a guilty thing. Like I said, yeah. I, I don't think it's really big in England. I don't yeah. think it's particularly big in Wales, but I, I think in Scotland, maybe a little bit more. Northern Ireland, it's kind of massive. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's. And Ireland, I think maybe in general, it's kind of massive, but in Northern Ireland, I think maybe. Maybe because, uh, like, dark humour and stuff is, is always. Yeah, been big in Northern Ireland for it was in San Francisco years. there like they were saying well one of the tour guides we had was saying that San, or sorry Halloween's and like it's a massive thing yeah. Um, yeah like they had their decorations up already when I was there yeah um, cool he was saying like um, apparently it's bigger than Christmas for them but I think it's just him saying that yeah. sort of thing but well I don't know I have like uh, relatives in uh, in California as well and uh, I think my aunt said like her, her work closes down for a day and they're like they're like kids in, into the office and stuff they're like and they have like a haunted house kind of thing in the office brilliant and, uh, yeah or in, in a job she used to work in anyway but yeah, uh, yeah it, it is huge huge mm. there like, um, yeah maybe some of our listeners can tweet us can tweet us about their hashtag WSD podcast yeah, I was wondering if <laughs> it's kind of like maybe like on the subject of trick or treating whether it's similar to how like clowns are viewed in our culture like the only reason I say that is because I listened to a Stuart Lee radio show a while ago where he was talking about the history of clowns and like what they represent and uh, there was like these sort of Native Americans 
Like it's once a year they have this tradition where some of them dress up as clowns and pretty much terrorize everybody in their like local village. <laughs> but they're allowed to. It's like seen as like, you know, just culturally accepted. Yeah. So they'll just pretty much like get away with, you know, all sorts of shit. Yeah. But, uh, but they pretty much focus all their energy on, say, the uh, the authority figures and children. <laughs> it's yeah. Because, like, basically, they're the two groups that are untouched most of the year. That's amazing. So, like, they're just allowed to pick up kids, even though they're screaming and crying, and throw them into the river and things Whoa. like that. Yeah. That's and yeah. If you're, like, an outsider as well, you get picked on. So if you're a tourist that comes along to see these uh, things mm-hmm. happening, you're just going to be picked on. Yeah. And they're cool. pretty horrible. They'll insult you. Like, you know, they'll... <laughs> They'll pick on particular. Somehow they'll pick out something personal that you you know you're feeling pretty bad about. Like yeah. I don't you know if you yeah. got a big nose or something. They'll start going on about it and point it out to everybody in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. But apparently that's the whole point of the whole yeah. thing. But like once a year, it's kind of accepted. So I was kind of thinking is trick or treating kind of similar to that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I would have yeah, thought planning yeah. would have been a very European thing. It is as well. Planning, but I suppose like the, the idea of like somebody coming and insulting you. I think like it must transcend cultures in a way where yeah. you're just yeah. allowed to pick on authority figures for yeah. a while. I think it, it's it, like it, an ancient sorry, French Did you say is that as well. on Halloween? That no, it's not no. on Halloween. It's just there's one day a year where they're the clowns like it's, mm. I think they're supposed to be anonymous the people that dress up as these quite yeah. I don't even know what they look like because they didn't describe them. They weren't allowed to film them either. Apparently it's quite sacred. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But um, apparently they look terrifying. And yeah. they, they emerge on the rooftops of these, like, it's like Pueblo kind of villages. Mm-hmm. But they just sort of, like, when you're, like, walking around the village, they just start climbing up on the rooftops and you see them. Yeah. So they just cool. start picking on everybody. But, yeah, you're right, Ian. It's also, like, quite an old European tradition as well. I think Do- it's Jewish? Or am I... I think it comes from France for some reason, Mm. I think. Um, But there's a similar kind of thing like that in France. I wonder if it developed out of mime or something. I think what that's part no, I think mine developed out of that. Oh, mine developed out of the other way around, yeah. Um, I suppose because you've got like jesters and Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think, I always associate clowns with France as well. And I'm not sure. My my friend Ray actually was writing a, wrote a play about some like original clowns but it was an original type of clown but it weren't by weren't by any means the first clowns like um and uh yeah it's, they're interesting they're scary yeah. I think, clown, I think they're scary for like like I think they're scary because they do challenge authority a lot and then the, that's transcended through culture mm-hmm. so because they challenge the sort of well to do people a lot that's sort of stuck around in that kind of yeah. If yeah. That makes any sense. I think they're yeah. seen as scary for that reason. They do kind of look creepy, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah well, like the the uh, the point of the fool in Shakespeare was that um, he could get away with saying whatever he wanted because if he like slags off the king, um, if the king gets annoyed, then that must mean that what he's saying is true. So whoever he's whoever yeah, he's criticizing yeah. and slagging off is powerless. Yeah. Because if you yeah. if you get offended, then it must be true, and if you defend yourself, then it must be true. Aye. So they've kind of got this anonymity. I think the idea of the jester goes back to like medieval times, yeah. and appreciate like Shakespearean times, like uh, like thirteenth century. Uh, I th- I think I I va- really vaguely remember reading uh, an account of a battle in which the jester either either won the battle for them or was the first to die by running out and like playing some joke in front of like all the archers and then he got shot. <laughs> so I think, I think it was the latter. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. 
But it's interesting that, that they that was one of the masks they were considering for Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they went for the apparently they had, then went for the the William Shatner one because it was um, devoid of emotion. Devoid of emotion, yeah. Huh? And uh, I think they they widened the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, but so I suppose that, that's where like. Where you would recognise Shatner is in the eyes. Maybe like, the eyes. We recognise yeah. anybody would be in the eyes. Yeah. You, know? like, you, you would, wouldn't say like, "Hey, that's that's <laughs> that's an Todd cheekbone mask." You know? Yeah, you go with <laughs> the eyes or the nose. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, the uh, hysterica, or isn't the hysterica? I'm drinking way too much here. The hysteria continues podcast. There, like when in their kind of episode when they're talking about Halloween, it's um, Eric, who's one of the kind of guys on that podcast. He points out that, like, Michael Myers steals that mask from, like, a Halloween store. So it's a mask that's being sold in shops. Yeah. But what, like, what kid would want that <laughs> mask? Eyeless William <laughs> yeah. Shatner mask. What kid would just want an expressionless, eyeless, yeah. blank, white mask? Like Actually, have you ever like seen... A, I, I, I'm sure there are uh, Michael Myers masks now, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen one. I've seen a lot of screen yeah. masks, but... But um, what kid would want that? No, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. But I always uh, thought that, like when I was younger, you go into a shop like a news agency and you see all these shit masks, like a Dolly Parton mask or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. That? Like, <laughs> it's actually gonna buy that. But actually, right, who, who, who <laughs> we, we were, we were. I know. Right, who would, uh, who burgled a hardware, hardware store? Um, oh yeah, Michael Myers. For what? For the knife, or he something? steals like yeah. a. They, they say, oh, like all they stole was like some rope and a knife, a few knives or something. What? What? But did you use the rope? Uh... <laughs> does he use the rope to strangle Annie? No, he I don't think he does. He uses hands, oh. and he uses a phone cord to strangle Linda. Uh, Linda. I don't know what he uses the rope for then. Hmm. Uh, I huh. Yeah, I don't think it really has much of a point there. Yeah. No, you blame everything on kids. I, I, I thought it was like a sort of Chekhov's gun sort of situation, you know. Uh, yeah. So you're thinking, oh, what, no. what the fuck's the rope going to be used for? Yeah, but he doesn't hang anyone or something. I don't think he does. Huh. Maybe he does. Maybe we're missing something. But uh, yeah. something, but I don't think so. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say actually. Whenever uh, Laurie is running away from Michael and she finally gets to her door and she's looking for the keys, yeah, <laughs> and the noise she makes like keys. <laughs> 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 that's definitely what you were doing wouldn't you being like come on you fucking keys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she manages to get Tommy awake and he's just like he's obviously just like really laboured you know, yeah I know so like she shouted so much she's throwing a plant pot at his window like, I, I think I'd start swearing at him I think yeah, I know, I'd, I'd go, go fucking hurry up get in the door and throw yeah. him out my life is in your hand you wee dick <laughs> yeah. but it's a, it's a really chilling moment whenever she calls that house the light comes on, someone appears at the windows, yeah, yeah. sees her screaming and then just closes the yeah, 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 blind yeah. and turns off the lights. Exactly. Really, really creepy. I think stuff like that might happen though. Oh, it definitely would happen because you'd be yeah. like, I just, I don't want anything to do with this. You know, like, like for all I know, she's the, she's the yeah. psycho. But that's the thing, I don't mean to go on about my, like, stuff that happened to me, but like that same night, um, Joey's dad played that practical joke on us. Um, where, where like, he, like, um, I remember we went, like, looking for uh, a jump lead after that and because we're in such a small place, there's like houses and like, you know, the country, nobody wanted to like know that we existed. Like we knocked on yeah. a few doors trying to get yeah. a jump lead, but just said, no nah, lads, we don't have one. 
it's a thing. Yeah, you probably do. Right? It, it's maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's sort of clockwork. Right. You're saying where they're like. But there was a few people that opened. Yeah. You know, when you have the what yeah, do you call that uh, lock, the, the, the chain lock. Yeah, and just yeah. kind of looked at us and saw yeah, our got yeah. young lads and just thought we were. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty disturbing. Okay, I think it's time to maybe do our final summary. Um, okay, so Halloween. Um, I think it's a class film. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, the past week watching, I watched it twice. I watched the TV extended version and the rinse out Blu-ray edition. And I think yeah, like I properly enjoyed it. Um, as D as you said, it's got Carpenter all over it. Really, really kind of suspenseful, shaky cam, amazing soundtrack. Um, aesthetically, it's brilliant. Um, especially in the kind of new uh, HD Blu-ray cuts we've got. Um, yeah, suspenseful, chilling, got a kind of that artistry of a kind of low-budget indie art house film. Um, doesn't have to rely on gore. Uh, it's kind of unique, and I'm going to give it. I'm going to give Halloween sixteen out of seventeen. Oh, oh really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Just because it's 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 a classic, and it's just so many other films wouldn't have even existed. For example, Friday the 13th. Wouldn't have existed without Halloween. Mm-hmm. True. D? Um, yeah. I, I don't feel it as highly, I think, as you guys. Um, I don't know, there's something that, that just doesn't... I, I just can't get the feel of it. Like, um, It does look nice, and it sounds nice, and everything, but I just couldn't... I couldn't get into it. Like, it, was, it didn't, didn't particularly scare me. I think like the atmosphere is creepy. But it's not going to keep me up at night. Like you know, I think if we compare it to other films that have done, like even watching back um, *Cannibal Holocaust*, that made me feel awful. <laughs> I think that's what a horror film is yeah. supposed to do. Um, even *Don't Go in the House* made me feel a bit disturbed for a while. And then when I think of John Carpenter's other work, like um, I haven't watched *Prince of Darkness* and *Assault on Precinct 13 like recently. It's just, it's it's definitely not up there, like, with those films. I know, like, uh, Assault maybe isn't a, a horror film, but it just, it's not, it doesn't get under your skin as much. Um, maybe it did back in the day, like, I can see that there might be a context for it, but I don't know, it just doesn't, it never grabbed me, really, so I'm, I'm going to give it maybe... Uh, an eight. What? Yeah, I just don't think it's... That's your lowest yet? Yeah. That's worse than 50%? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, D, it's not that bad. Um, I just, <laughs> I just didn't feel it. Like yeah, but eight out of 17? Yeah. It's a massive. I'm trying to put it in the context of other films I've watched and given ratings to. Oh, fair enough. I think it'd give uh, yeah. other films even lower scores that are particularly awful but I don't think this is particularly awful <laughs> so you think Enemy Mine is better than Halloween uh, yeah I get more what? out of it I get more out of it like it's not, <laughs> not yeah well fair enough that, that's I, that, I think yeah mind. it's that's controversial I know but like, Paul's um, being very nice and friendly and diplomatic with the whole thing no no I understand no, I mean, I mean, respect a, a personal score like. I have actually enjoyed that and, and I thought if we, if the three of us just came on and were really sycophantic about how Halloween is the greatest fucking film that ever made, that was ever made, that would have been boring. So I was actually glad that um, yeah. we didn't reach a consensus. I'm trying to weigh, uh, weigh it up in the context of other Carpenter films, and it's not half as good as, as other films. Is there any Carpenter film that you've seen that you'd say Halloween is better than? 
Um, oh yeah, recent ones actually. <laughs> yeah, but I mean any of the any of the kind of um, Ghosts of Mars would get a one out of seven. Yeah, Ghosts of Mars is pretty terrible. But I mean the yeah. uh, Carpenter Canon. That's uh, not the classic ones. No, I don't think so. When was the last time you saw the fog? Uh, oh, that was ages ago as well. But I remember enjoying that a lot more. It's um, brilliant. The fog is amazing. I would still put the fog under things as the thing. Yeah, I think I still think Assault is uh, rated for some reason in the sort of popular conscience a lot lower than other films. But I think it's one of his best ones. Mm. It's it's I, I any anybody should watch that back and you'll see how good that is. It's it's it is absolutely amazing. Um, obviously the things great as well. Yeah. But it's just it's and they live. I forget they live. Um, yeah. I just don't know. It just it doesn't grab me as much as Halloween. Um, I just I don't think I'll ever, you know, want to watch that like again. Like you know, unless someone else suggests it, I don't think I'll ever go. Oh, I'll have to watch Halloween. Yeah, you want Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. That's my only reason for the low score. I just don't think it grabs me. I yeah. think there's too many problems in it. I just, and there's other films that disturb me a lot more. If I want to get disturbed by something, there'll be other films I'll pick. Okay. Many more films I'll pick ahead of it. Okay. <laughs> Polly D? Well, I, uh, I've i actually I've started, uh, started adding up our scores there, and I was going to try and work out a mean. But I can't really remember <laughs> how to do that. How <laughs> do you do that? Add them all together and divide by three? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, divide by three. I was going to divide by... Th- 17 that wouldn't have made any sense at all uh, obviously no. I uh, I'm not I haven't spent my life being, doing mathematics for <laughs> uh, since school but uh, <clears throat> yeah um, out of 17 I think I will score it let's say about 14 13 and a half maybe yeah I'll be generous. I give it fourteen. It it did it did give me quite a lot of chills. I enjoyed it. I uh, I thought the pacing was quite nice. It picked up nicely. It started off slow, picked up nicely. Started off like a yeah, like like a good a good Hitchcock movie. Um, um, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, overall, I thought it was, it was something that's worth. Uh, Worth watching in the week running up to Halloween, and, definitely. Uh, especially if you're feeling a little bit scared, as I happen to be. Yeah. So, for cool. some reason. <laughs> yeah, the only other Halloween kind of based film that I could conceivably wanted to do instead would have been Night of the Demons. But I think. Oh, Night of the Demon. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We should have done that then. <laughs> right, delete the, whole, delete the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, uh, go listen to the demon said We'll uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, so should have seen the demon at the end. Young Fleabag has already um picked. So I'm uh, oh, sorry. Our, our our mean score. Oh, so what's our? <laughs> uh, so uh, sixteen plus eight. Yeah. Uh, plus my fourteen. 38 divided by 3 divided, I don't know what that's multiplied 38 divided by 3 equals we're going to give it oh a pretty uh, <laughs> a pretty Halloween-y result 12.666 nice 
Nice. Twelve point six six six. I trimmed him for mathematical reasons. Twelve point six 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 out of uh, seventeen. That's not too bad. It's pretty good for Halloween. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See. So yeah, next time we'll obviously be doing um, the devils. Um, I think like we actually got our first Twitter question about that. Oh we? yeah, oh yeah. Yes. We should answer. We should actually <laughs> actually reply to that on Twitter as well. Yes, no, um, I did. I did reply on Twitter. Yeah, okay, good. But the answer, the question was, what version will be will we will we be watching? And we will be watching the. I'm gonna watch the BFI BFI version, which is the most recently classified and the most uncut or the most complete. Yeah, it still has a lot missing there, doesn't it? Like, yeah. um, but I don't know how much how much is missing because they've refused to pass it, or how much is missing because it's just missing. Yeah. Like there's I, the the famous rape, rape of Christ scene. Fifteen minutes or something, wasn't it? I think the rape of Christ scene is just uh, missing. Uh. <laughs> but we will have to find that out for next time yikes so here we go um, that was Halloween and I'm glad we did it yeah oh yeah definitely um, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, what the willies of you with any like this is going out on the 31st and if you're listening in the Belfast area the Odeon and Victoria Square are showing Halloween uh, on the 31st for one night only I won't be able to go because I'm hosting a Halloween party, but um, yeah, it'd be pretty good to see it on the big screen. Uh, I won't Will go because yeah. I used to work there, and they pay fuck all. So yeah. <laughs> and the popcorn's like ten. The popcorn pounds. is uh, yeah. They ordered and in packets, and they charge you yeah six quid to go for a big. Thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's disgusting. If you're listening in London, six quid probably sounds like nothing, but believe me, here in Belfast, yeah. that's loose. <laughs> yeah, in Belfast, you. They pay you to go to the cinema. <laughs> um, so yeah, I advise that if anyone is listening in time and wants to go. Um, well, I think it's getting a re-release across the UK and Ireland actually. Okay. Um, for Halloween, so plenty of people will probably be watching it. And if not, sure, why not just watch it yourself? It's a good film. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you? Tweet us. Let us know <laughs> why you're not watching Halloween. <laughs> Hashtag WSD podcast. So, um, yeah, until next time, it's uh, goodbye from me, goodbye from young David Hanna. Bye. <laughs> goodbye from me. I've, I've stayed to the goodbye this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what happened last time. I, I really needed to go to the, the bathroom. So, and uh, that, uh, that took me away last time from the end. But uh, I'm here now, so... And that's all. That so there matters. you go. That's all, all, all you could possibly want. <laughs> so yeah, cheers for listening if indeed anyone is and happy Halloween to everyone who's listening and yeah, go out and get hammered and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>